At Metro by T-Mobile, there's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, and no surprises. We don't even hide what the lawyers make us say. We put it first. When we say no price hikes, we mean when you join Metro, your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data. Our only exclusions are for limited time promos, free as charges, and third-party services. Nada yada yada means wireless without the gotcha. Only at Metro. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. They're made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness. So embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. You should know that I ain't got you on my mind. Mm-hmm. Secret admirer. Cause I've been watching food. <laughs> At night, I think of food. <laughs> I want a bacon cheeseburger, baby. And if you got you some, just hit my line, boo. Oh, my God. If you got you some, let me get some French fries, too. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Fuck this show. Whatever. Bitch, you better sing. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Woo, shit. Shirley Ralph. <laughs> and I am Erica Alexander. This is The Read. Yep. What a gorgeous rendition that was, friend. I just figured, you know, I might as well sing about things I know. <laughs> Not thinking about no niggas these days. Love's not one of them. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. It's a brand new Tuesday, because that's when this podcast comes out now. I think most of you are aware of this Have adjusted, point. yeah. Thank Thanks y'all for, for, for bearing with sticking us. Sticking with us in these trying times. <laughs> um, so, Black Excellence this week is dedicated to homecoming. And not Beyonce's. Oh, okay. Rather, this is Homecoming by Ladonia Alfred Jeffries, a graduate of North Carolina A&T. Ladonia is a biology teacher in high school. Okay. And also author of the 26-page children's book, Homecoming. So uh, the book came out this spring, according to Because of Them We Can. And basically, she came up with the idea in 2015. She was pregnant with her first kid and living in Ohio. So she wasn't in town and be able to attend the homecoming events and be wild and have a great, you know, collegiate experience. And so she was inspired to write a, a book for Black kids featuring art and words and things um, that reminded them of themselves and their culture and was all about the HBCU experience surrounded by homecoming. So this is like in... um, I read that she looked up like uh, books on HBCUs for kids and found some, but none about the homecoming experience, which is like a huge... 
part of the HBCU. Seems strange. So nobody ever covered it before. Yeah, right. So the book tells the story of uh, these uh, black parents, and they're taking their three kids. It looks like the two girls might be twins and a little boy. And the art, shout out to it says on the cover the illustrations are by I don't know if her name is Jaren or J Aaron. It's probably J Aaron Merchant. And the art kind of reminds me of like a little bit of the Proud Family or maybe like a Baby's Kids or something like that. So I really love the art um and so they go with their parents to uh their very first homecoming and learn all about fraternities and sororities and the school and they eat junk food and watch the football game and go to classes and all that stuff so oh, that's fun. it's like a cool really nicely illustrated and written um dedication to homecoming and hopefully something that will get young kids interested in college and things like that apparently she's already sold uh over a thousand copies of the book I'm probably mm. going to buy one just because, just again, because, yeah. I like the art and I'll probably give it to some child in <laughs> the in your life. vortex of my life <laughs> right. somewhere. They're around. Well, that is really cute. So I wanted to give a shout out to her because I thought this was cute and the book is really cute and I love the cover so much and the art and all of that. So a little something, a taste different. Yeah. So congratulations to you, girl, and I hope you sell even more because it's a really cute book and it should be in uh, kindergarten classrooms and stuff. And you know, <laughs> you have like your pile or your like sh- shelf of books when you had reading time yeah. and you would go and get your shit. Yes, I do. And be in your corner <laughs> with your face. I stayed in the reading tree. Oh, yeah. I stayed in that bitch. You know, I, I read um, nearly all of the books, <laughs> but you always had your fave. Right. That you read no less than a dozen times. Uh, it was a lot of books for me, actually. The entire Babysitter's Club and a whole bunch of other series. But oh, anyway, yeah. this is really great. Well, and Goosebumps and an Animorphs Girl. See, I could not read Goosebumps by myself. Uh-oh. <laughs> Somebody else had to be in the room with me. Loved it. I got lot, way like, too scared. Some of the Goosebumps books were kind of creepy or scary. Then some of them were really dumb. Yeah, like some of them were so stupid. Like a giant block of cheese right. that hits you or something stupid. Those I'm like, just like, okay, whatever. But the okay. ones where they're like, oh, mom and dad just left. And then I hear a creak at the door. I'm like, oh, nah, bitch, cut all this off. Burn the this shit. mask <laughs> fucked me. Yeah, no. The one ass. with the doll was it slappy. Was oh, the ventriloquist the, the that one? Oh, anytime with me. the dolls come to life at night, say cheese or die. Oh, that one is a classic. That one fucked with <laughs> that me. That one was bad. Um, but then it was like, oh, the hamster ate my teacher or whatever. Right. And it was, okay. But, but yeah, a lot of them scared me. I needed an adult. Hey, y'all, we all know Crocs are known for comfort, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. The truly iconic classic clogs and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets. The charms you all know and love that you see lots of people pop into the holes in the front of their Crocs to give it, you know, your own unique flair and fun. Thank you to Crocs for actually sending me over a pair of my own Crocs that I'm excited to add some gibbets to because I see on the website they have some Avatar The Last Airbender charms. So those are going to be the first ones that I stick on the front of these shoes. And there's like a lot that really speak to my nerd heart on here. So this is probably going to be my next rabbit hole. Here we go. Be sure to head to Crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. That's C-R-O-C-S dot com. Go get some Crocs. Or if you already have some, which you probably do, go get some gibbets. Let's get back to the show. 
do you think seeing a therapist or a psychiatrist would be helpful, but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or for them? Well, try Talkspace. By doing everything online, Talkspace has made getting the help you want easy, accessible, and affordable. Sometimes people wait until something bad happens to talk to a therapist. Don't suggest it. Just an easy, like, hey, let me just get into this to start some unpacking stuff. You never know will come out of your mental trunk. And then the next thing you know, you have a journey to healing and evolving and evolution and growth. And you can do so affordably and comfortably. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with the provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. And as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash read. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash read. Go talk in your space. All right, so this week in the clusterfuck of stories in our pop culture segment <laughs> called Hot Tops, um, the hunch and black of Notre Dame. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so last week we spoke briefly about Suge Knight giving his story life rights whatever the term is over to ray j to mm-hmm. produce the undoubtedly um mona scott young led right. <laughs> night story via vh1 apparently um not so suge knight spoke with the blast i don't know yes um the blast one of these uh tmz-esque mm. gossipy places Okay, And he told them that his fiance, Toy Lynn Kelly, not making any assumptions there. Okay. Um, lots of locked up niggas engaged. Right. I'm like, fiance for what? Holding the checking and savings down. Oh, she is also in jail for three years. Oh, is she? That's what this little... That's what this Google search just said to me. Toy Lynn Kelly, who is engaged to Suge Knight, was sentenced to three years in jail for a probation violation. Well, the the, the couple that serves time together yeah, has no choice has but to stay together. Lines together. <laughs> And their margaritas. <laughs> wow. So she helped him violate a court order, and that's why she's in jail. Sounds wow. like a ride or die. Suck my dick. Mostly die. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, he says that she is uh she's been assigned power of attorney for him and his legal things, including <laughs> the handling of Movie deals, TV deals, documentary deals, and so on, based on Suge Knight and Death Row. Okay. Ray J is apparently supposed to be handling the record label itself, Death Row okay. Records. All right. And the future of the label. And it sounds like he's also releasing an album under Death Row, Ray J. Oh, his album? His music? Oh, all right. Well, uh, okay. I I saw that he dropped out. Ray J just recently um, dropped out of that immature tour that they were apparently actually doing. I thought that was a joke. Yeah. But apparently they were actually doing that. But he's got a baby on the way, another one. Oh, yeah. So I think that he's. I think I read that's why he is focused. I mean, that is a great excuse. Yeah, it's a fantastic one. To not one do it to her if you didn't really want to. Yep. So, but either way, congratulations to uh, him and Princess. Um. Yeah, because that melody is she the baby's is name. 
a living doll. She's so cute. Wow, how precious. And Melody is a beautiful name. It is. <laughs> like, very it's just simple, so fitting. And, very yeah, lovely. Really, really, really adorable. I'm guessing that Ray J's mama has cooled off a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm imagining uh, she has calmed her tits. On yeah, I haven't heard anything right. around so. that. And I saw that they just had like a, they just revealed the gender of this next baby, but I didn't take the time to see what it is. Okay. But God bless them anyway. I hope you have a healthy pregnancy and labor and so on um okay, so yeah well, yeah that was so then- ray j death records death row <laughs> death row records i like that better and then right and then apparently uh suge knight tapped another celebrity friend to handle his book like his biography <laughs> nick cannon I was about to say, when you say celebrity friend, this is about to be somebody who is totally out of left field and don't have shit to do with books. And the answer was yes. It was about to be a nigga who is not known for reading or publishing. What? Nick Cannon surely has a book. You know what? Nick Cannon is known for doing a good job at producing things. And wearing turbans. And also having... staying in a beauty supply turban. Yes. Is that where those are from? Yes. <laughs> he is getting those for a cute two twenty five. Affordable. He, you know what? And if he not, then somebody is making a whole lot of money off of a product that costs two. I just, I just figured he had a line coming out so, you know and so this was like maybe he got a bunch custom made for like his head dimensions or whatever. Right. But I mean, they look like the ones from the beauty. <laughs> so. Which is so cute stuff at the beauty supply. I don't I'm just saying. <laughs> Nick Cannon, King like, of the Dance Hall, a novel available up? now on Amazon for nine eighty nine. I am blown. Maybe there's another Nick Cannon That's from Portmore, right. and I don't That's, know nothing That's about right. him. King of the Dance Hall, a novel by Nick Cannon. No, that can't are be you the same. fucking kidding me? That cannot be the same. No Nick girl Cannon. alive. A heart pounding, exhilarating novel oh based on the movie, God. written, directed, and starring Nick. Nigga, there's a movie. It came out in 2016. You are lying. No. You're lying. No. You're fucking lying. And the nerve of Amazon to talk about some frequently bought together this next becoming by Michelle Obama. A lie. Which one of you niggas bought King of the Dance Hall, a novel by Nick Cannon, with becoming by Michelle Obama? I need answers. Oh, wow. Customers who bought this item also apparently bought My Word by Giselle Bryant and Darkness to Light, a memoir by Lamar Odom. Nigga, Whoopi Goldberg and Buster Rhymes were in this movie. (laughs) This is, I'm dreaming. It was exclusively (laughs) released on YouTube Red. This has to be like a fever dream or something. Woo, <laughs> bitch. What? Nick Cannon is a successful multifaceted oh, entertainer, see. comedian, TV executive producer, and host, film star, director, entrepreneur, <laughs> philanthropist, and children's book author. You know what? This was a mistake. Google was a mistake. Because how did we end up here? I, how? I swear to God, we were talking about something else. This is why. I don't know what I could have swore this was just the name of a song by Beanie Man exclusive trailer for this is really fucked you I up. need to know because I've googled you okay 
Loretta De- <laughs> I thought Loretta Devine was in this, but no, Whoopi Goldberg plays Loretta Brixton. Look at you. If Nick Cannon plays a Jamaican. I bet he does. I wonder, can we find a clip of it? What's it called? Live from the dance hall. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I would pay for this. Collie Buds is in this movie? Oh, let me Google this. That nigga ain't Jamaican either. This is a travesty. And there it is. (laughs) I can't believe that I just like fell into this. I forgot we're doing a show. Maybe is this a documentary? Maybe. Okay, take mute that. Oh, right. I forgot. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I found the trailer. I'm watching it. Yeah, on King of the Dance Hall is McKinnon's stunning dramatic explanation of the world's sexiest dance tradition. Seeking to cover his ailing mother's medical bills, a young man travels to Jamaica. Oh, it is okay, not well, you know what? a documentary. It is a movie. You know what? Seeing as how I'm never going to watch this, <laughs> <laughs> at, at least, least it says a young man travels to Jamaica right. to enter the drug trade, Nicholas. Are you <laughs> kidding me, my nigga? And once he's there, he gets swept up in dance hall and finds himself torn between two lovers. I am blasted right now. <laughs> Why is Whoopi Goldberg looking like Big Mama from Soul Mood? <laughs> because the check said she would. Oh, she's it. the ailing mother. Oh, God. Oh, wee. That sounds really bad. <laughs> I'm gonna watch. I have this. to watch it. I have to. I have. I'm going to hate watch this. I can't believe this. I absolutely. How much is a premium YouTube subscription? It's not much. I already have a of YouTube course you do. account. Wow. Well, I uh, guess this is Hulu prices. No, wait a minute. I, I guess I'm good. Much because YouTube actually has a lot of original programming on there, so I guess that's their excuse. I don't well, watch much of it, but okay. well, no, uh, I figured I'm why not. But like that, but. Woo! Well, okay. Well, that was a journey. Where that happened we? to me. Yeah. Who even cares? I'm just gonna keep going. <laughs> that happened to you. Yes, it did. Um, uh, the April and Little Fizz have gotten on Instagram to say that they are, I guess, officially a couple or whatever. The the pussycat is officially out of the bed. Okay. I don't know. All right, stop that. But they've I thought they've been said that. Whatever. Well, I guess they were like not official because everything I've seen around this today says they've made it Instagram official. Oh, so I guess oh, is this well. this is them no longer playing around with I'm just friends with such and such. Okay. And like officially claiming one another. They both look very high and mixed together, <laughs> embracing one another on Instagram. <laughs> And like, good for you. You know what I'm saying? If you like it, my nigga, I love it. And I just picture Omarion's just moonwalking through Spanish town somewhere. (laughs) Just not giving a fuck. Because ever since Omarion, I remember like at the height of this drama, when it was like actually a thing and people were paying it serious attention. Omarion's response was like uploading a video of him gliding around like he was still dancing for Little Saint and he was in Jamaica somewhere (laughs) and I haven't really seen anything regarding Omarion since and he intelligently has not responded or spoken about this he's not on a love and hip hop so that nigga is somewhere minding his own business but for me personally I can only picture him still (laughs) sliding and gliding around Jamaica (laughs) while this is happening even though 
though he's surely at home, but whatever. I mean, I it's just, fun for me. I would have never thought of Omarion being like the most mature person in any one given situation. Like, I just don't think I would have ever associated that with him. But the fact that these two are like willing to do whatever dumb shit that I know ultimately is for the sake of that reality show. It was just like, I wonder, does he look at that like, damn, my baby mom or ex-wife or I don't know what she really I is guess, to him. I don't know if they were ever married. So I guess baby mom. And then like this man who was supposed, I don't know how close they were either, but like friend and not very group mate or whatever else. It just seems like, damn, you niggas are really that desperate, desperate <laughs> enough to do any old thing for a check. The ashiness of the situation is just the fact that they were actually on tour together while this is happening happening because right. otherwise if they were still in their respective homes just not liking one another as they had been doing then this would have been like oh but the oh of it probably would have lasted a week mm-hmm. and then we would have moved on but because they're touring monami was like let's milk this bitch That's right each tit and there's just no way this is a random instagram announcement i don't believe that shit for half a second so. i feel like mona definitely told them don't say shit until i pull the trigger yeah. And I guess the trigger's been pulled. I don't really know. I know yeah. that their storyline this season on the show has been, will they? Won't they? See? As everyone... Can, and, like, we just barely, like, returned to giving a fuck about B2K. Like, we gave B2K their their roses and yep, stuff when they came did. back on tour and y'all shit did. like that. The, y'all is specific and shade, but it's fine. <laughs> it's and fine. I accept that. I'm just saying. I accept that. Y'all went and it's y'all true. had a good time. It's true. I, you know, I wasn't there. I believe i had something to do yeah you had to go to miami yeah for something yeah but either way you know that nostalgia it came and it went and we wish the girls luck i mean i don't know if we even need to because it seems like the, the tour did quite well right but as far as the rest of this is concerned like you guys look cute together and you know to god be the glory and if the kids mm-hmm. are all right who even cares because those not twin twins that omarion and april made are the greatest thing about this whole they thing. are really cute and so god Doesn't bless Little the children have a baby all. too with that one girl with um yeah crazy. with um <laughs> don't call her that you're right um, what is her name Monice. <laughs> See, you couldn't think of it either. You wanted to say the same thing, but it's fine. But I feel bad for her because it's like, damn, here you go caught in the middle of some more bullshit and you already know that you got to, you know, deal with your dosage as I do as well and just trying to stay mm. sane out here and here go niggas. Because I remember, and this is how I knew that, of course, Fizz is just one of those niggas who doesn't think before. Okay. He doesn't use like, his head brain for mm-hmm. his penis brain. Right, right, right. When he was fucking around with that other girl that had beef with Monice. Oh, yeah. Based on that white stud. The that white Monice stud's was friend, right. It was like, so you only know about this girl because I hate her. Right. <laughs> so, and then you decided to have her in the house and negligees right. when I come over. So I know this is just even more like. Right. Another damn. reason why I think that Omarion, not Omarion, what's his little name? Lil Fizz. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he's doing this shit for the benefit of the cameras and not because he actually gives a shit about any of these people. That he's no, I think he actually really likes with. this girl. I just think that he's one of these niggas who doesn't think, mmm, fucking around with this person would lead to a whole lot of unnecessarily messy shit for mm-hmm. me and everybody around me. So I'm not going to do that. As many niggas do. Right. Lots of niggas know that consequences of the person that they're about to fuck with are right. going to be messy, but they think, can't nobody be my ass. I don't give a fuck. I'm rough and tough. And yeah, my he definitely knows that this is like messy shit to do. And doesn't care because he feels like nobody should care. And really, nobody should because it's B2K. But like, the people. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't but have like, to do that. 
No, I'm saying like like for the bigger picture, for like the shade room of it all, it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Like regular niggas that work wherever the fuck, just re- living a regular mm-hmm. life, are involved in way messier shit than this. But okay. For like us niggas that don't know you, it really isn't that deep. But for the people involved in your personal life, of course it's going to be messy. Niggas are going to have questions because look at what you're doing. But you're not thinking that because you just feel like you can do whatever you want. Which, I mean... Okay, I just feel like if I was a Marianne, I would be looking at them like they were a little bit pathetic. Like, y'all are really really out here, like, selling this shit. Y'all are really out here saying and doing any old thing. According to her, April, he left her on Marianne. Okay. And she didn't understand why or know why, so he bounced. And you, this nigga who was Mm -hmm. once in a group with him, but y'all not really friends like that, are now picking up the girl that he had two kids with and was with for however long. Like, of course you're paying it. Like I, I mean, I right. would. Okay. Not everyone would, though. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like that's probably mostly because of the hoopla surrounding it right. on social media rather than the situation itself. Because yeah. many other niggas would have checked in with some bullshit just because people are looking at you crazy. There's that's that. why that nigga was in his uh, green, black, and gold. <laughs> sliding around <laughs> ultra reels like fucking MC Hammer paying it because I uh, would as well yeah and a lot of people probably assume like I did uh, that they were much closer because they had been in that group for so long and they you know had appeared on the reality show together toured together whatever else so I think I just assumed they were closer than what they are but it's yeah. just a story that's it's easy just, to make uh, a thing even right though, who cares i mean i've i have no idea but i have a feeling that this relationship is carrying that whole franchise and then we talked about what april was on on instagram live patting her pussy in some boy shorts right. with that, that stud behind her feeling her cooch and being like oh my god one's pussy in the game or whoever the fuck it was she was right. naming oh, so it's like yeah. There was just a lot of antics surrounding this situation that's really not that deep. Okay. Who should... I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but it sounds like cocaine. It's still funny. <laughs> it just does. Sis, what? I thought alcohol, but you never know. You really honestly, never fucking know. I feel like you would just trip and fall in some coke in certain places <laughs> in LA. So, just... Oh, God. <laughs> Best of luck to everybody. Woo, shit. So, um, Cardi B, star of the latest Fast and Furious film, uh, claims that she helped to open doors for female rappers, and it's led to an unnecessarily dramatic uh, response from stands on Instagram. Oh, Lord. So, first of all, she's about to be in Fast and Furious Part 9. Um, no word on exactly what she's playing, but she was in an Instagram video with Vin Diesel and she seems to be wearing some sort of a utility vest. So I'm guessing she's going to be driving fast and shooting at niggas as one does in Fast and the Furious. Right. So if you're still sticking around for that, regardless of the <laughs> heated Tyrese Gibson, Dwayne <laughs> Johnson drama, you've got a little oh, to look forward to in the next movie. Um, I know it's like a massive franchise, but I checked out of those movies a long time ago. Probably after the first one. I don't even think I've seen two. My nigga, I bought like the box set or whatever on Blu-ray. I think I talked about this on the show just to watch the ones I haven't seen, which was all of them besides the first two. Wow. Okay. Um, just to understand why they were still making them. Cause I'm like, okay. Cause by then it was... <laughs> 
I feel like by then, Fast and the Furious 8 was about to drop, and I was like, what how many on? things can you drive a car through or off of to excuse this many fucking movies? So I said, you know, I'm going to watch these to understand. Because as... um, What I understand is that um, Paul Walker wanted 10 films, and to honor his passing and his involvement with the franchise and you know they've got this really tight-knit fast family thing they want to make at least 10 of them okay which is why i guess another part of the reason why they were so annoyed by that hobbs and shaw movie that still did well but are we not well past 10 at this point no this is nine oh okay shit cardi b's in the ninth one gotcha and then i expect they will drop another one not too long after that and it will be the last one until you and I are, you know, mm-hmm. old and gray. God willing, we make it. Yep. And they reboot it again. And we're like, mm. Zach Efron and Little Nas Zach X or whoever Efron will else. also be on. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Be people why. who aren't even born yet. <laughs> Miles Brown and Marcy <laughs> Martin. <laughs> I don't know, young people. Give me a break. Um, I don't either, actually. So I don't know which one of you barbs were trolling Cardi B this time when she oh decides Lord. to go on a rant about Why? her position in music. She's also on that like rap American Idol or whatever it's called on, on, on Netflix, Netflix I, with T.I. Yeah. I saw a couple episodes of that. I haven't watched it yet. I've been meaning to get around to it. But boy, do I mean, I look at my computer and my eyelids. <laughs> you, have, you have a lot to do. You're busy um, in here these days. But. Help me for getting through what I'm looking at here. <laughs> Are we talking about the barbs or about the show? And it lovely, it could be either. Uh, okay. We're talking about Cardi's tweets right now. Okay. I didn't say I paved the way for female rappers, but I def gave the hood and women hope. Niggas was collabing. Niggas wasn't collabing with female rappers. Labels were signing female rappers and putting them in a shelf and not focusing on them, not giving them proper attention. It seemed like what it seemed like it was impossible for it to be more than one female rapper. These male rappers were not even taking money from female rappers for a feature because it seemed far fetched for another woman to make it. I see so many male artists collabing with females now, even some that are not mainstream because I know they don't want to miss out on the opportunity in case they make it. Because trust and believe, slot of niggas I asked for features from when they see me, they tell me I should have believed him. I should have did the feature. And y'all can deny it as much as y'all want and say I'm crazy or shut the fuck up. But how many female rappers before me were getting chances on... So she actually spells were where because it's been three times. Okay. Uh, Getting chances or getting pushed. They wasn't believing and now they are. And for the slow ones again, no, ain't made females want to rap because bitches would... Been rapping, bitches have been talent, but the music industry... Girl, okay, look... (laughs) I know what she's saying, but your face is absolutely killing me right now. Because when you read, like, there's, uh, I shouldn't even have read it. You tried. Because I know what she's trying to say. Reading it out loud is only confusing. I'm glad you did, though, because I get it. And I do think, I see what she's saying, and I think she has a point. In that for a long time, Nikki absolutely dominated the female rapper conversation, even though she didn't say Nikki when she said before me. I think we all know that's what she meant. Oh, let me point out one shady thing before you continue that she did say. Oh, okay. When someone said Cardi on here lying again, (laughs) she (laughs) retweeted. She retweeted it and said, I'm lying. So you tell me 
what rappers was giving features to female rappers, what label was pushing a female rapper, what TV music show was inviting female rappers. Only two female rappers for years, and one ain't last too long. Now you tell me I want to see something. So most believe that she's talking in those two female rappers for years and one ain't last too long. She's talking about Nikki and Nikki Azalea. That's what I was thinking. And she's not wrong. Like, if you wanted to know about female rappers, you had to go seek them out. Like, it wasn't like it was hidden necessarily, but they weren't getting promoted. They weren't everywhere. And her success with Bodak Yellow and all that had a lot of niggas reaching for the girls that they had on the shelves. Like, she's mm-hmm. not wrong about that part. Mm-hmm. I think niggas just saw Cardi B said she paved the way for bitches and immediately decided to react. Well, she really didn't. She was just saying, like, my involvement and when I came in, how I came in mm-hmm. really did change the way it that did. a lot of people <laughs> in the industry were approach- approaching the women on their roster yep. or women in general. And so when I looked at this... Like, I kind of agree with her to an extent. I I feel like she is right in what she's getting at. And I wish that she wasn't so reactive to every little criticism that she gets online. Because, like, niggas are just going to gun for you, sis. Like, you very clearly about the bag and you've been doing it well. And people have been trying to take every opportunity to, like, you know just criticize you or get people to look at you in whatever kind of light, you know, whatever. So it is what it is. I think though that Cardi was like a part of a moment for rap, specifically for women in rap. She was involved in a moment that is, that involves more than just her Mm -hmm. that led to the situation that she's talking about because she either really doesn't get enough credit for what it did for the entire landscape. <laughs> okay, that's true. Sheether, and Sheether it wasn't, was huge. It wasn't just the song or Remy Ma alone either. It was the song and the nerve of the song <laughs> alongside the way that Nikki responded to it yeah. at the time. Because when here comes Remy Ma, someone that had been argued as, you know, one of the best lyricists for women. And people had been saying, oh, my God, if Remy Ma was out of jail, then Nikki blah, 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 whatever the bullshit um, that has been proven to not even be true. Mm-hmm. But right. she released a song that was so <laughs> just audacious mm-hmm. and scathing on top of the fact that. Nikki at first for like a solid month was just not reacting to it. She was just wearing visors in pa- in Paris for Fashion Week, acting like she was above it and she didn't have to like really fight for it. Cause at that t- up until that point, she was really sitting pretty, very comfortable, no right. serious competition. Even when Iggy was having a great run, nobody was really like, it was never oh, a competition. Go-. Right. No. So that was the one time where I feel like probably the only time in, in Nikki's career where she really was like, okay, how do I need to go about dealing with this? And it took her a little too long, in my opinion, to figure out how she was going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention when she did, it wasn't like a hard hitting, I'm going to come back at you. She decided to, A, I'm going to take that shit that you just made down because it samples uh, yep. a song by my friend. <laughs> then I'm not even going to come at you on no serious rappy rap shit. I'm going to come at you with a song that you're going to hear all of the time featuring two of the biggest rappers in the fucking game right now. Yeah. And so that was like arguably smart from a sort of marketing, whatever petty standpoint. But for people who like actually are into rap rap right. and are unbiased as far as everything goes, it was kind of like, mm. and then right on the heels of that, here comes Belkalese mm. with Be- Bodak okay. Yellow. Not even trying super hard. 
Likeable girl, very funny. Yep. Just on this show, making us laugh. And to our surprise, the songs are not that bad. And right. the raps are not that bad. And she's just someone that we all kind of know from the hood, if you've been to the hood, or if you've spent time in the hood. And she was just likable. So I feel like with her coming out and, and being successful, mm-hmm. alongside the talk of Remy Ma versus Nikki, now we're looking at three women in rap. I think that in itself, created this situation where more niggas in the industry were like okay well what does Rico have to say fans too what does mm-hmm. Rico Nasty have to say and when, what is this making because Megan Thee Stallion had been out yeah. Megan Thee Stallion been out Rico Nasty had been out Lizzo had been out right. like all these girls all had been out had albums had mixtapes and all that stuff but it was after I think Cardi came out in the midst of this, we're only paying attention to one girl thing. Yeah. And I think the only reason that we stopped paying attention to one girl is because this girl had all who had already been out seriously challenged the one girl that we had been paying attention right. to. And while that was going on, homegirl slides in. So I say that long piece of ranting <laughs> okay. to say that I sort of agree with what Cardi is saying. Because I think that she was a part of a moment that really changed the way that fans and execs were looking at women in rap now you got rico you got megan you got saweetie you got this and that and a third or whatnot but like of course it's gonna have this split in opinion on who really did this and who really did what and you didn't open for this since well nikki did da 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 even though she's if you really read between the lines she's giving nikki the credit that right she should she's just saying like out there had been tons of women surrounding nikki minaj before me Including me. Yeah. And it wasn't until that moment that more people were like, oh, well, then I guess let's give this person a chance too. And that person and that person and that person. I see. So. Um, yeah, I definitely think you have a point as far as like Sheetha did not make it any easier on Nicki Minaj. Like if Cardi broke through, it's because Sheetha cracked the ceiling or whatever. Like Sheetha was Nicki's one significant It was a, wound. it was right. It was a big chink in her armor. Yes. It was like, damn, like, Remy Ma really came for you. She hit in a million different ways. You took forever to come back. And then when you did come back, it was real. uh, Like, we've heard you decimate niggas before. We've heard you go in on niggas before. And this was just not that. It was like, that wasn't the energy that you brought for her. Right. So then it was almost like her, I don't want to say her ability, but it was just like her, maybe her legitimacy. Something was just called into question. You know, and we saw that same thing again when Cardi ran up on her ass at the whatever the fuck and she was hiding behind them bodyguards. (laughs) That's a different thing because that's not really hip hop. That's street Mm, shit. That's I want to fight you. But you be talking shit. It's like, you be talking shit though. So, if you're going to be hiding behind the bodyguards while a bitch is like really asking you what's up, then it's like you really don't get to say shit else about what you're going to do and how you smack hoes and how you have your niggas. Do I see whatever. what you're saying. Because you was right there and you did not take the space. I see what you're saying. But that was like long after, you know, by that point, Nikki and Cardi were in the same rooms. Cardi was, you know, plenty big by that point and stuff. Like I was like at the height of some separate drama. But I definitely think that Remy Ma shook the table. And as the table was shaking, Cardi danced on top of it. Yeah, I think that and you And then everybody are was like, <laughs> everybody patted these other rap girls on the shoulder and was like, get in there, go in there, she dancing, go join them. Yeah. And, and that's what and it is. And it turns out a lot of them can get along and jump on each other's songs and it's... And most of them are out rapping these little mumbling ass niggas who are sing songing their asses on everything. Like the girls are here and they're good. And I'm grateful for the the whole landscape changing. But I never thought about 
you know, this, I didn't even hear about this Cardi story, story. So I don't think I ever would have attributed it to her without her saying that. You know, <laughs> I mean, but she, you can't, you really can't deny she either. You wore a pink diamond chicken wing chain. That The first time I heard that, I actually had to stop the whole fucking track. She did. <laughs> she went the fuck in. And a lot of the stuff that she was saying, like, I'm sure she just pulled out of the air, just said for pettiness and stuff like that. But it was so just, good. again, outside of how you feel about that song lyrically, it was just so nervy. She was like, Remy Ma just literally said, I don't give a fuck. Right. And I'm going to do this. And just the drama surrounding it changed the game, okay. I think. And Cardi was on the tail of that. So I give her credit for it as well. I think that's a valid point. Um, Speaking of uh, female rap, Iggy Azalea and Tiana are going back and forth ish still. See, now why is that? A couple of weeks ago, uh, T.I. made a comment with The Root about Iggy Azalea, and he referred to her as, like, something that tarnished his legacy as a music executive or something. Oh, yeah. He compared it to when Michael Jordan played baseball, and Iggy Azalea clapped back very quickly. And I don't remember what she said, but essentially it was, you got bigger things to worry about. That's, that's, uh, that was really what it was. <laughs> it was like, you got way bigger things to me, or you've had way more, way larger tarnishes to your legacy aside from myself. Um, I mean, as much as I hate to agree with her, she's not wrong. I would love I mean, to yeah, laugh at that. Lie. I would love to laugh at T.I. saying that she was his biggest mistake. But, you know, this nigga has been in jail more times than I can count. So... I mean, and the way he has publicly disrespected his wife slash mother of his children. I guess that's why he's tried to be specific in terms of his music. <laughs> oh, he said music. Oh, okay. Yes, he said oh, as far well, as you know being what? an executive. Oh, is okay. That was that's right. Choose your words. So, I mean, so then maybe I do agree with him. I don't know about too many other Ti missteps. So he appeared on uh, the Breakfast Club this week or last week recently and he um i'm not even sure what he was there to promote i know he's got a podcast now and he's again on that cardi b show god and um a podcast yeah i forgot what the fuck it's called too it's some weird clever name it's just him looking up words in the thesaurus no i just fuck i can't remember what it's called but whatever um, so he was on The Breakfast Club and they talked about many things, including black divism, uh, Kanye oh, West. Expeditiously. Oh, is that what it's called? With the T.I. Yes. Capitalized. Of course. It would be yes. a thesaurus word. That's what it was. Like I said. And I feel like that's one of his faves. I also enjoy the word expeditiously. Um, so he was on The Breakfast Club. They talked about all of these things and they also bring up these Iggy Zoe comments. And he basically said that um, he felt like she was meant to be great and that when she found out that white people liked her and she didn't really need black people to like her anymore, she switched up and started acting different and made moves that placed his reputation in the line of fire. He also said that she was very arrogant about it. Um, and it led to, I guess, people around him saying that they wasn't fucking with that. Uh, and then he also okay. uh, criticized her rap saying they were dope at for- first 
and that she had help, but then she exposed too much of herself or something, something, something. Is this like when Fancy went number one for I'm guessing weeks or around then, because okay. Fancy was when white people, white girls specifically, were like, oh, I love this girl. We can do hip hop too. That's right. right. Inclusion. So <laughs> that's true. Okay. So maybe around then, I don't know. But I'm trying to remember when she signed with T.I. because I do remember it. But I, mean, I don't remember the year. I remember Murder Business. It's just right. It. Murder Business is the one and only song with T.I. that I remember her releasing. I don't know if anything. Oh, that was when I remember noticing that she was acting different. Yeah. But I don't. Okay. So this is what she says. She says in response to this, um, several things, of course. When will this guy shut up? The only song you were ever a part of making was 100, which I'm guessing was on her first album. Thank you for that, but you were not a part of the creative or executive process on the album, which is why I've always taken issue with you trying to approximate yourself with its success. People move on and speak about artists you are hopefully actually helping. Oh, please move on. I'm dyslexic as shit. And speak about artists you are hopefully actually helping. And stop trying to bring me up for relevance. I don't bring your ass up. No one is asking about you. I'm trying to be nice because I genuinely have better and more interesting things happening. But seeing a man speaking out of his asshole and blurting our one thing in public and another in private for years is really infuriating. Keep it pushing, sweetie, and worry about what your next storyline is for Family Hustle. And she later went to tweet some quote from T.I. where he said that he's never written for her, which I don't think anybody actually thought, but... Right. What I take away from this is that these niggas are saying two completely different things at each other unnecessarily that none of us need to hear. Okay. Um, And I believe okay. <laughs> both of them. It sounds to me as though T.I. is saying that behind the scenes for him as a street nigga from Atlanta, right. people were like, what is this with this white bitch from Australia that you're trying to make happen? Right. And I don't see and I it. See that. I don't like her attitude. And she don't give a fuck about the game. What time is it for real? Right. On her side of things, it sounds like she's saying, well, you didn't really do much besides, you know, grab at some cash. When we work together, so I don't even know why you're talking about me. Like you So both of you have a point. have better things to do. <laughs> I have better things to do. Why are you even discussing in right. twenty nineteen? And I just see both sides. You know? Um So maybe I'm just too disconnected from white culture, but is Iggy Azalea <laughs> successful? Iggy Azalea is a very pretty white woman. Okay surgery and all who still finds ways and works with people to create catchy songs that there are enough uh, white kids and gays that appreciate still okay. to this day. Right. She's not nearly as successful as she was at the height of her career, but I wouldn't say that Iggy Azalea is doing poorly, especially when you consider all things. Right. So, <laughs> and there are a lot of things. There to are be a lot of things to okay. consider. I so, had no idea she was even still making money. Last I heard, she owed Amex a whole bunch of money. And no, see, I don't even know what you're talking she about. She was probably going to have to go back to Australia or something. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yes, we talked about it. On, you told she me about it on me. this show. How do you? <laughs> did, oh, I must have been reading about this yeah. and then just put it out of my mind because right. I usually do. Um, I wouldn't know shit about her otherwise, but yeah. Okay. Well, I, sure then. I don't, I mean, okay, I mean, it, it would be great for us to never hear her name again. Like I agree. T.I. stop bringing her. Well, I don't even know if he's bringing her up or being asked about her, but I like, mean, it sounds like let's put the brakes on talking about her. They at the breakfast club asked about her this time. 
the previous time, I don't remember what the question was specifically. It was like maybe if you could do anything differently oh, or something, yeah. something. And he said he wanted to find a rapper, a female rapper, that could undo the blunder of Iggy Azalea, which is what she reacted to. And they just asked him about it. Right. In okay. This interview. Gotcha. But it's like, you know what? This- you saw some dollar signs yep. behind P. Sherman 42 Wallaby Way. That's right. Zellia. And you weren't wrong. And you, <laughs> you were, were not, not wrong. <laughs> Probably one of the best monetary decisions P. you made. Sherman 42 Wallaby And, way. Um, you know, now we're done because I don't want to hear any more of this. Oh, oh. crikey, T.I. Yeah. Let that girl do whatever she's doing. Like, as I have just completely washed my hands of her, I don't know what's going on in her life. So just let her. Mama came over here. She wanted to be rich. Any means necessary. Almost very similar to a Cardi B. Okay. She just has no hood credibility. At least Cardi has literally fought (laughs) in the streets of the Bronx. Her whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, she at least knows the hood and the culture for all of the other things. I would have believed murder business coming from Cardi B. (laughs) <laughs> way way sooner click, than click, I bang, would bang. way sooner than I'm gonna believe it from Iggy Azalea we are in the murder business girls Iggy Azalea has never shot anything harder than a BB gun not ever once in her life maybe a nerf gun maybe a cum maybe a water <laughs> gun a, a cum shot <laughs> I <laughs> I want to go home. What? Why, why did that have to happen to me? What? I wish everyone well. Too. Oh God! Yeah, let's you let's just business. stop talking about each other. Iggy that would be great. Florida Yeah, all that. <laughs> you are the worst. Um. Ugh. Rapper singer Lizzo is suing some white boys for saying that she plagiarized. Um. Their song "Healthy" for her song "Truth Hurts" still number one. You can't be that successful without people coming for your neck. It's just it's not possible. Like any time, especially when it's like, girl, not only have they won, they are still winning out of your bitch. (laughs) Yeah, weeks and weeks in a row, someone has to come out the woodworks and be like, "Um, I object. Yeah. So these boys, Justin and Jeremiah Risen, claim that Lizzo was present for a writing session for this song called Healthy that they wrote in 2017. And it included the line, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% that bitch. And obviously that is one of the big parts of Truth Hurts. Mm -hmm. So they are suing her. They said they were only asked 5% each, but they were shut down every time. That is a huge percent (laughs) of Truth Hurts. That is a huge percent, girl. We were just asking... (laughs) That is 10%. This is 1 in 15%. Because I think it's another one, too. But Oh, hell no. Girls. Anyway, the thing about this is that the line, I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm 100% that bitch, was made a part of a meme after a girl named Mina Lioness on Twitter tweeted that on Twitter. <laughs> and, right. And... 
that is where these niggas, these guys admittedly got the line from the same way that Lizzo did. So and then, Lizzo has given this girl songwriting credits on her number one song uh, for that tweet. Oh, so then they just sit down, sit down somewhere. And Sorry, Mama Lioness has already said thanks a bunch. Well, yeah. I guarantee okay. had your song gone number one, you weren't going to be offering this black girl no goddamn oh, money. That's right. So what yeah. are we talking about? And Lizzo said, you know what? I'm tired. So actually what we're going to do is you go ahead and deal with that paperwork. Straight like that, bitch. Because... Leave that girl alone. Why, like, would, why would you ask for for proceeds from a song that you know good and damn well you didn't even write the lyric that you said she didn't write? It's like, nigga, you didn't write it either. So what is going on here? Because I had that idea too from Buddha. <laughs> and I just didn't get it popping first. I said I was going to steal the lyric first. And she stole it and made it hotter. Like, what is... Is that really the argument here? Everybody calm down. Like, I know that this is just kind of like a desperate cash grab because, again, the song is way too popping for people to not be pulling all kind of tricks out their ass. But if this line was really written by somebody else, tweeted, like, years before it appeared in any song or whatever, then it's great that Lizzo gave the girl songwriting credits and now she'll get her money. I'm sure it's a lot of money. Look, for for, for out of nowhere, for some shit I just tweeted, Listen, this is just I'll a blessing. It. And I, honestly, somebody needs to take one of my tweets and put it in a song. Please, just... <laughs> Just let me fucking know. Like, we can share this in a very fair way. But anyway, yeah, like, she already gave the girl who actually wrote his songwriting credits. So what the fuck are y'all even doing here? It's just, like, any reason to attach yourself to somebody who's super winning by any fine, fine thread in your imagination that you have a connection to that person and what the fuck they're doing. It's very odd, but okay, fine. And let that be a cautionary tale to all of you inspired by memes, because it happens to a lot of us. (laughs) And you know, you just never know who created that shit, but they will find your ass as soon as you start making some money. So break this, this last thing down because I don't fully understand but apparently people have been flaming Summer Walker for taking baths in a bowl oh so (laughs) Summer Walker R&B singer (laughs) newly successful for her uh, latest album Uh, she took a photo on Instagram and it's this it looked like a mixing bowl I really don't know what this is It's it's a large bowl okay probably a large mixing bowl yeah um, and it's got some Dr. Teals in here, little Johnson and Johnson. Is this a Hooters bag? I don't know what this is in the song. But a lot of this is like it, you know, I know that a lot of you ladies and gentlemen have like your products and things. Right. So some of these other things I'm not really sure what I'm looking at. Maybe a toner, this is a facial wash. So this is all in a bowl, and it says here in the little caption, my washing bowl, LOL, I get to wash in my bowl. I hate showers. So people have been calling this girl dirty and dragging her <laughs> like all, all damn day, it seems. And um she responded on another um IG comment where she says, Stay out of my comments with that dummy shit. I take showers. I don't like them because I like baths in very nice jacuzzi or garden tubs. If I don't have time or whatever, I'll take a whole bath in the sink, something that every female has taken in their lives. Yes, I use soap. Fuck, I hate people, man. Who the fuck really? <laughs> Ooh, the realness. Okay, that's real. <laughs> fuck, I hate people, man. Who the fuck really walking around never washing themselves? LMAO, people are really just mad miserable. Well, I will say that... Ever taken a hoe bath? <laughs> yes, I have taken okay. a hoe bath before, which is why 
like this incident by itself would not have made me think like saying, you know, LOL, I hate showers or whatever. I would not have automatically assumed she was dirty. But a few months ago, a video came out of her like licking a towel and rubbing it all over her face and chest to get her body makeup off. And so it was. Oh, I saw that video. Right. And so when I saw that a few months ago, I was like, oh, what is happening here? Like, I don't know. Summer Walker can't afford no Neutrogena oil or something to just go and take that makeup off real quick. Like, it was bizarre to see her on Instagram Live licking a towel and then scrubbing her face. I just did not know what that was. So then when this, you know, here's my bowl of hygiene products picture came out, I was like, well, actually, I'm not really all that surprised by this because this girl uses spit as a makeup remover. Like, but... (laughs) But I just kind of that was really the where I came from it. Like, that's how I approach the whole situation, because as far as I'm concerned, I don't really give a shit if you dirty or not. I like her music. It's not like I'm trying to sniff her or kiss her or fuck her. So she can be however dirty or clean or hygienic or not. She as she wants to be as long as she's still making music that I like. I really I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. But you could not I would you could not have shocked me with that at all because I saw the girl use her own spittle to remove makeup. <laughs> I just really didn't know what to make from this because I was like, I know that a lot of the ladies, y'all have like other um, techniques and other things you got to do. You know what I'm saying? I saw like a whole clip where she was talking about taking her wig. No, she had gone out to the club and like sweated. And so I guess her her lace was, had like popped oh, her or lace whatever. Was lifting, yeah. And she was agitated by that shit. Yeah, so I'm oh, like, here go another thing that I know I'm never going to have to fucking think about. Yeah. So I looked at this bowl full of products and I'm like, this seems like something I don't know nothing about. <laughs> Cause like, she got to get a better glue. And then you can't, you can't go sweat the same day you get it on. You got to let that shit set for a good 24 hours. Um, I know I'm that sure she's, she know that now. I've I'm been sure there before too, um, sis. Touring right now a lot. I believe she is. And so it is probably a different shower, tub, whatever, when you get a chance to bathe every chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not judging this girl. You just got here too. So I'm not even finna get on your head about whatever Listen, the fuck. Listen, that song come through with yourself. Usher. I play that all the time. I fucking love that song. I think she's so talented. And I, it's a lot of girls out here making a similar sound, but very few of them I feel can actually sing. And I've never, she's not disappointed me with her voice yet. So I just really was like, okay, that's Summer Walker, you know, being a little bit of a weirdo. She reminds me of like one of those girls that I would have put on mix CDs for niggas in high oh, school. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like niggas, you were so... So yes, 100%. On, like, oh my God, I need God send me an angel from the heavens above. <gasps> wow, and she really could not sing. God, that song was so bad. <laughs> y'all really let that shit rock. I mean, I know my community did for obvious reasons, but the rest of y'all really let that happen. Amanda Perez, Shawnees. <laughs> like, I used to stay with these motherfuckers on mix CDs for the girls. Like, oh, no. why are you making hunch CDs? <laughs> We're sophomores. <laughs> Like, it was just so confusing to me that you guys have these bad rocking albums you want me to make. I'm 15. (laughs) No, that was not my life. Um, Well, that's it for Hot Tops, whatever I called it. The Hunch and Black of Notre Dame. That's right. Or Notre Dame. I don't really know. Whatever. And we'll be right back with the letters. Hey, guys. This week's episode is being brought to you by Squarespace. You know something I think I've been craving? I'm really craving a directory uh, style website. 
that sort of serves as a where are they now for some of my favorite memes and viral sensations, such as Sharkeisha. Um, Sharkeisha, you know. And I feel like someone out there, one of you wonderful people can make that happen using Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. But Squarespace is incredibly easy to build a website that has everything you need right out the gate and looks great, feels great, and is like also easy to modify and customize and update and add features to. I even got my mom to use Squarespace for her personal website. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I would really like to speak to Scarlett from Scarlett Takes a Tumble and, you know, various other people who kind of helped me through my blogging era or whatever, maybe. So if you have not your heart to create that kind of website and you want to know where to begin, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Let them know we sent you. Let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal to give us more daylight from March through November. Hey, girl, that's how we're... By setting our clock sword, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it does not necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner, okay? Beyonce has the same 24 hours as us, but how are you using them, Diva? How are you using them? There's only one way to do what we're talking about, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash the re. That's right. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for the jobs you're hiring for. Once you post on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. And the great part about it is you ain't got to go here, there, everywhere, over the river, through the bush, grandmother's house. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. It's ZipRecruiter.com slash The Read. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash The R-E-A-D. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Go give someone a job. Love you. We are back and it's time for the listener letters. It is. Send your questions to AskTheRead at gmail.com. We may just read them aloud on the show. This one comes from Riley, who says, I'm a 23-year-old queer black man, and back in July, I decided to drop everything and leave my hometown of Cleveland to run off to New York. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He put in the subject, y'all told my black ass not to come here. So he's aware. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't really concern myself with future planning, and I was so in my feelings over not achieving anything in life, such as a higher education or independent living or a happy monogamous relationship. And so along with being depressed and trapped in the mentality that I needed to remove myself from family, friends and home, I left. I found out that the city's program HASA for HIV positive clients assists with housing, job placement, food stamps, cash assistance, etc. And I thought their institution was all I needed to make a living in the city. But man, was my ass wrong. Mm. They assigned me to a shelter that gives me a personal room but has shared bathrooms on each floor and they're either broken or not clean. Usually when meeting with my caseworker, she asks if I'm doing my own footwork, meaning am I looking for a place to stay with my HASA voucher? Unfortunately, trying to find an owner or realtor that will work with 
with me once they find out I'm with Hassa is a challenge of its own. The job developers are very inconsistent and almost never available. And I have no idea where I'm going ever when I'm out and about in Manhattan. I remember them days. I want to make new friends, but I feel that to others, I'll just be seen as a bum and they'll want nothing to do with me. My parents have tried contacting me, but I don't answer because I don't want to tell them what this is really like or how much I miss them. I'm starting to regret coming here. The feeling of being expected to figure things out when I know nothing about this place is so familiar to home and I'm almost ready to throw in the towel. Am I being stupid and should I give up and go home or should I fight for a new life and hope to see a brighter side of this struggle? Sincerely, Riley. So Riley, I don't know why, um, <clears throat> I don't know why the idea of like Groundhog's Day or one of those types of movies comes to me, but I'm comparing New York to the sense of like your first few experience of it are kind of like, oh my God, what is going on? Everything is here. It's so crazy and everything sucks. And I just don't understand why I'm going through this. Da, 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 da. Right. And after a while of you get used to it and you wake up and then you punch that person in the face that you know is going to be there and you don't trip down the stairs at one time because you real you remember there's a crack there. Yep. And it's just like, it's not necessarily the circumstances, the experience or the setting that gets better. You just get adjusted to how ain't shit it can be sometimes and you find your little groove in there and then before you know it you just sort of work around with it so i still speak very um openly about the uh, cons of new york because i feel strongly about them and i don't feel like it's necessary to go with this idea that new york is just this perfect city where all your dreams can come true just because that's the narrative that i guess people wanted to have i'm not from here so i don't have to do that but At the same time, there's a lot of potential in New York. There is. New York is responsible for a lot of the self-growth and personal um, growth that I have gone through. Um, Either just by being really, really tough on me and forcing me to figure things out by myself or just being the setting that I learned a lot about myself. I probably would have in another place anyway. So I'm still grateful for a lot of the experiences that I've had in in living here and a lot of the connections I've been able to make out of living here. I wouldn't choose another place to have moved to, but I gave it the opportunity to just... get on my nerves rather than rattling the foundation of the life that I'm standing on. Um, And I absolutely vividly remember getting up and wondering why I'm still here. I absolutely remember feeling 100% certain that I was going to leave and I'm still here paying my bills and taxes. So I would say stick it out and give yourself a chance and just sort of commit to the idea that it's going to be very difficult for a while and eventually you'll fall into the group. It doesn't really matter where you move. For most people moving, especially to a different city and state, yeah. is incredibly difficult. Even if you land with a great job when you get there and you have maybe two friends there, the whole adjustment to a new setting, new different kinds of people, the tone of the environment you're living in, all of that is rough. But New York is just even tougher because of all of the things that make New York, New York, but you can do it. It's not impossible. It's just hard and expensive and cold. Right. Especially because you came from Cleveland. So maybe the weather is similar enough, but the way of life is not, (laughs) you know, y'all live a totally different lifestyle in Cleveland, Ohio than people do in New York city. And so you're adjusting to a lot right now. You've only been here for like three, four months. 
So while I, I really do understand the frustration, I think if you felt uncomfortable or not at ease at home too, and you feel like you can keep trying, then it's worth it to keep putting in the effort with this city. Like it is hard to find housing. You are right about that, especially when they know you have a voucher or something, but when things click and you do find an apartment that is great for you and in your budget or whatever else, and then you do get a job and things start clicking and moving in the right direction. It's like, there's so much potential, like if Fury said in the city, there's so much that could happen just because you're here and in the mix of all this shit going on. Like it's a reason people want to be here. Mm -hmm. So, but again, we are also getting into the winter, which is hard. It's a hard sell for anybody. Mm -hmm. Like that definitely was the thing I hated the most about the city when I first got here. But yep, it is hard. If it was easy to live in New York city, a lot more people would do it. Like that first year, I can't even tell you how many times I just cried in public. Because shit was just hard. Mm. The city absolutely kicks your ass. Yeah. So. Unless you move here and you're rich when you get here. I right. Think, which, do. you know, don't, can't relate. <laughs> because. You also gotta be like wealthy to be rich here. I was, right. No. And rich, rich here is richer than it meant at home. And poor here is poorer than it meant at yep. home. Everything is to a bigger um, extreme. And it's just. The city will absolutely change you. Right. It's set up to be hard. It's set up to kick your ass. And so if you just like, fuck it, like this is not worth it. I am not going to be in a shelter during the winter months. I'm going back home and I'm talking to my parents. You know, that's valid too. You don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to be miserable. Loads of the girls do that. And let me tell you something. Lots of them come right back. (laughs) Yep. They come back or they move to some other big city like LA or Miami or something like that where they're happier or, or even Atlanta. Right. So a bunch of niggas was like, don't say us. (laughs) Stay where you are. I I deliberately did not say Atlanta because Atlanta cannot handle the number of people Mm -hmm. who drive into that city every day. It can't handle it. Don't nobody else need to move down there. Leave Atlanta alone for a little while. Watch Atlanta. Never heard of it. Bye, girls. That traffic is so bad. I feel bad for visiting Atlanta. I'd be like, this is, I'm part of the problem because I'm here. It is just so bad. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's going to be hard anywhere. And also, you're only 23 years old. You got a lot going on. So be gentler with yourself. Um, You know, don't put so much on yourself. You don't have to be at a certain level in life or have a certain amount of stuff accomplished or whatever else. Like, I really feel for you kids who grew up on Instagram because this shit, it is a lie. Like, people, Instagram is a highlight reel. People are not putting their worst, their most down, their lowest, their saddest moments on. the. Well, most of them, some of them are, but most people are not doing that. So... Stop comparing yourself to what everybody else has has going on and focus on you, your growth, what makes you happy, and you'll be all right. Right. And maybe that's in New York and maybe it's not. But, you know, you did just kind of get here. So if you you want my advice, I say stick it out for at least six months and see how you feel. Although it'll be peak winter then, so you'll probably want to go home because I'm telling you, if it's mild, then it's okay. But when the blizzards start coming every other day, bitch... Oh, it's just the exact opposite of the type of weather that I prefer and thrive in. But good luck to you because you're going through it in a way that I can very much remember going through it. That's what this city does to you, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Our next question comes from Sharnice, who says, I'm a 28 year old single mother from Georgia. I recently broke up with my boyfriend who I've been dating off and on for a little over a year. 
We started out as friends with benefits until I realized that I'm not the kind of woman who is okay with not having a title or commitment. Mm. Once I said that I needed more, he flat out said that he couldn't give me what I needed. So I made the decision to leave. After about a month, he sent me a message in my DMs asking me to give him another chance. He said he was ready to try and get more serious with our situationship and gave me the commitment I needed. After a few months, the topic of his baby mama came up. He did not want me meeting her, nor did he want to tell her about me. I had a problem with this because his kids were staying at my house. Niggas. Niggas. Oh, my God. This became a huge disagreement, one that ended in us breaking up again. Another month passed and I realized that I loved him and decided to try and compromise how I felt about meeting his baby mama. I figured he would introduce us when he was ready. (laughs) Things were good, but after a few more months, they took another turn. He decided to post a picture of some other woman on his social media. And when I asked him about it, he said it was a, quote, random person who he happened to meet at a club. But he... Okay. I probably wouldn't have gotten upset upset about it had he allowed me to follow him on any social media platform or (laughs) allow me to post him. Oh, girl. He won't because I blocked him after our first breakup. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) I explained to him that I was hurt by this picture he posted. And instead of him talking about the situation, he decided to just leave my house key on the table (laughs) and walk out just like that. Have a key in <laughs> at this point i was heartbroken i was depressed as fuck and had forced myself to exercise just to keep my mind busy oh girl after a few weeks and running into him at the gym he reached out again to apologize he said he should have handled things differently and wanted to make it right yeah once again i took him back mm-hmm. we promised to work on our communication to be more open with how we felt and to not walk away if things got tough right Another few months went by and one day in therapy, I realized I was still bothered by the social media thing. Why won't he add me back? Why can't I post him if we are in a relationship? So I went to him with my thoughts and he shut them down again. He refused to add me and told me that if I felt some type of way about it, then too bad because I shouldn't have deleted him in the first place. After calming down and thinking about the entirety of our relationship, I decided I was done. I told him it was over and I had him bring me my key surprisingly enough i didn't cry or get upset afterwards like i have in the past i was seemingly okay until about a week ago it's been a month and all of a sudden i'm doubting my decision wondering if i overreacted checking his social media only to find that i'm blocked and wondering if he's seeing anyone else was i wrong to break up with him over something so small or did i do the right thing and giving his ass the boot Side note, my kid's father and I were in a seven-year relationship, and he never took pictures with me, posted me, or let me post him. And I found out later that he was cheating on me with multiple women. (laughs) I know that my ex and my kid's dad aren't the same person, but I explained to my ex why it bothered me so much, and that my relationship with my kid's father was the reason I was in therapy. Because people love hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Can you not? Thanks. Love the show. Shanice. Shanice, did you get D and L mixed up and think that you were sending a letter to the real and huh. actually <laughs> I can understand I can understand why you would give us this information oh, of all people. Sis. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're in therapy. Shanice, are you twenty? She is twenty-eight. So no. <coughs> Uh, um, yeah. So, 
So I'm looking for what's confusing you, but I can't think of anything nice that, or positive you said about this nigga. So. So the thing is, for you, it was really important to be posted on his social media or to be allowed to follow him right. on social media or whatever because else. She is prohibited <laughs> from following this and nigga. And it's a for petty reason. At all. <laughs> He's. He's being petty about it. Like, you shouldn't have never unfollowed me in the first place. Therefore, you can't follow me again. So it's like, that is messy. This sounds like Jody and Yvette 2019. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, God, it does. Leave that nigga alone. You are fine. Oh, sister. You know, God willing, you live an everlasting long human life. 28 is plenty young. And there'll be some other nigga that you can block just around the corner. (laughs) That's right, girl. Like this does, aside from the social media stuff, it sounds like y'all have a dysfunctional relationship. It does. Anyway, and you break up however many times or have broken up however many times, but keep being drawn back to this nigga for whatever inexplicable ass Mm. reason you're breaking up with him for actual reasons some of them you're very clear on others it seems like you may be a bit on the fence or confused about but this doesn't sound like the nigga that belongs with you and you don't sound like the woman that belongs with this nigga so it's true i would work in therapy on the processes of healing and moving on and grieving a dead relationship sometimes that's the process that I think is the most difficult for people is to just mourn that a relationship is over and allow yourself to get through that. You know what I mean? Because like... That's hard though when you don't want it to be over. Like when you lose someone through actual like death and you you, you have no choice. You know what I mean? You're never going to see that person again. But when you lose a person in a relationship by breaking up, separating, divorce, whatever the fuck... Sometimes it's almost like just a human chemical reaction to fight to get it back just because there's comfort in that rather than allowing yourself to just go through the garbage that is your personal feelings when some shit like that is over. But it's temporary. Some people can get over that shit in a month. Some people can get over that shit in a week. Some people, it won't take them a a year, year and a half. Maybe it may take you even longer than that to get past some shit. But you will. You just have to give yourself the opportunity to do that. And stop feeling like the way uh, to peace of mind and peace of self and validation and all of that is to go back to this comfortable yet toxic situation with this person that you don't want to be with that won't even allow you to act them. So, yeah, like girl, you, you felt really strongly about it and he dismissed it straight like that not giving a fuck how much how much you cared so i think that's really all the sign you need that you're not overreacting whatever else because you brought this to him twice and expressed how important it was to you and he's let you know twice that he's not whatever it is y'all doing he's not at a place where he genuinely respects or even forgives you for the sin of unfollowing him the first time y'all broke up like this is so childish both of y'all sound like some very reactive niggas. And the man, like, <laughs> right. So it's like, girl, this, I want you to to let go of the idea that there's something wrong with you because you got fed up and said, I'm not putting up with this dumb shit no more. Right. Like, that is what should have happened. And obviously, you know, we don't know your life or how you grew up or whatever, but a lot of people who grow up um, 
in situations that cause stress or chaos in the home unconsciously look to do the exact same thing in their adult relationships. And of course, like I said, I don't know if that's how you grew up or not, but if if you witness this sort of thing growing up, then it makes sense that you're repeating the same patterns in your own adulthood. Like, and I'm, like I said, I'm glad you have a therapist because I feel like y'all really need to get to the, the bottom of why you miss this man and want to go back to him so much. And I'm not even saying that in a judgmental way, because I've absolutely had to talk to a therapist about a nigga that I knew I did not need to be with. And yet still missed. Like, I feel like many, if not most of us have been in relationships know what this feels like. Exactly. When it's like, this nigga is no good for me. I'm literally going to cry again it's a matter of time before he makes me cry again and yet i miss his black ass and it's not even always about dick sometimes it's just about yeah the connection or the connection you think you have with that person a lot of times a lot of times they emotionally manipulated you on purpose made themselves seem more available or sometimes they flat out told us something and then something about us didn't want to receive it or couldn't understand it like there's a lot going on but some people are impulsive and needy yeah and that's what i'm saying it could be either one of y'all or but it's likely both of y'all and the way y'all shit just right. does not work with each other because i'm sure you unfollowing this nigga on social media or whatever was on impulse for whatever it was you were upset at at the time the same way you feel this impulse to get back with this nigga at the first sign of feeling you know grief for no right. longer being or loneliness him, it's or hard loneliness to be lonely or whatever it is very hard to be lonely but it's not something that you can't do it's just you showing yourself or god showing you rather as my pastor once said what you're able to live without what you don't necessarily have you look look at you alive alone Mm -hmm. living and breathing walking around and whatever yeah so it's hard though it is difficult but you have to give yourself the the ability to do that you're not about to write in a letter to me and be like so should i be with this nigga or not girl you know you shouldn't be with the nigga right especially when you missing a nigga who was like girl you gave us zero reasons for why you shouldn't be with him here one you gave us no reasons to advocate for this man so it's like yeah you miss him and you're lonely but that will fade and you still got enough time to lock some dick down before the winter really sets in. So if I was you, I would just be focusing on Halloween. It's a very good time of year to, to to trap somebody else's baby daddy for a few months. So, you know, your options are wide open here, sis. You really don't need to be worried about a nigga who has made it very clear that he does not give a shit about your feelings. So, yeah, continue to talk to your therapist about it. Like I said, no shame in that because I did it for many, many weeks until I finally got through my shit. So. And have I. <laughs> and it's like when you finally get to the root of why you're doing this, you were like, God damn, dog. So that's why. I will never forget the first time <laughs> that that's I had why that I was revelation. so worried about your stupid ass. That's why. I'll never forget it. I will never forget that yeah. first time that I was like, oh, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> This is it. Wow. I get, and it was the most freeing thing. But nobody forced me into it. Right. I, there wasn't one any particular action that I took or did not take that led me to that. It was time. Yep. It literally just was a day where something just yes. snapped for me. And I was like, oh, nigga, yes. why are you doing this? This does not even make any <laughs> motherfucking sense. And from that day on... Not only did I look at that particular situation, I've never looked at 
niggas in general the same way. Right. And I don't think that makes me, it's not like a jaded or negative thing or anything like that. It's just like, when you know better, you do better. Right. When you, you have to like experience things and allow yourself to, in order to go into the next situation better. You already telling this nigga, oh, well, you remind me of this other nigga right. or whatever. And like, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not that nigga. Right. I'm not that girl. I'm not that whatever. Like we already off on the wrong foot because right. you're carrying something that you should have learned from into this situation that I have nothing to do with. And it's so real to be in therapy about it or whatever, but you can't expect people to be ready to invest their whole heart knowing that you in therapy behind another nigga. Which is great. Again, it's great that you in therapy about it. But like, if you tell me that when we first start dating, I'm going to set my expectations for you right then and there. And it's not going to be until you let me know the growth and progress you've made through therapy that I'm ever going to let my guard down with you. Anytime you say it, we could have been dating for a solid year. If you tell me, oh, well, the reason I be acting like this is because my baby father or my ex-boyfriend or my ex-girlfriend or wife or whatever Ooh, the fuck it's rough. acted like such and such and such and it fucked me off. And it's like, that's fair because many people have been there as well. Yeah. But I am human i'm not like and i'm not a a, a trained professional yeah. in the art of dissecting your emotions the way that your therapist right. is so bringing that to me okay we can acknowledge that and i can acknowledge that you're human but now i'm uncomfortable and i have to like second guess every step i made right and wonder if you are processing that as you don't me, deserve that <laughs> right. you know saying this to you or doing this with you or your ex right and that's just no help that's for not fair for you either so you need to be separate from this nigga and working on your you yeah so that in the future when you're with some other nigga that is not him you're better equipped to handle all of the fuckery that happens in every relationship anyway yeah I definitely went off on my ex one day for like no good reason and then after I had oh, thought about <laughs> Well, no, because after I thought about it for a while, I was like, you know, I'm sorry that I wilded out on you because of some shit that happened and I haven't like processed my trauma. Like, you didn't deserve that bullshit. So I do think it's also important to apologize when you know you're wrong, but it takes a lot to get to the place where you're like, damn, I went crazy on that nigga because of X, Y, Z and not necessarily because of anything that nigga did. This is one of the few times in my life I've been wrong and now I have to apologize and let this person know that, you know, I fucked. This is why I fucked up, but I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just telling you so that you know. And I am going to make an effort to not hurt you with my shit anymore. I think that has a lot to do with recognizing relationships as cooperation and not competition. Like, Ooh, it's not like... that's a word. We're not, you don't have to always be trying to win right. every dispute, you can just be here. disagreement. Sometimes it could be like, you know what? Looking at it, I am wrong in this situation or I was wrong in the situation or even I see where you're coming from and why you're reacting to this so let me chill or back off a bit or whatever. But a lot of people don't look at it like that situation. Right. Especially when you're in the moment of it or things get heated or whatever and it's like I just want to be right and I want you to hear <laughs> right, and that was it that I'm right and I feel like that's the thing that a lot of people friends relationships lovers family lots of people struggle on sometimes yeah. you have to recognize that it's not com competition it's a cooperative effort of us meeting in the middle whenever we can and at least understanding and respecting where each other is coming right. from but she was like oh I that red heart or them hard eyes <laughs> and you are blocked sis and now y'all had makeup sex and this nigga was like oh well now I get to like bitches and not even see they right. don't took the, the activity shit off of, the, right. off of Instagram now you can't even see who's liking what bitch right. oh no you're not Fuck coming back over here girl to freedom <laughs> 
Never again? You did me a favor. Yeah, I mean, I know you were with your baby daddy since you were like 19, 20 years old. So, yeah, of course you got shit to deal with as far as that nigga is concerned. Of course you do. And and that's fair. Take your time to get through your shit because you deserve to to grow from whatever it is you're going through just like everybody else does. And good luck to you and your man. Y'all do need to stay apart, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah far apart. Y'all really need to, sis. Yeah. Resist that urge. Okay, last question comes from... I need a random name for a girl. Traylees. Traylees, who says, My boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years, and everything has been going great. But one thing is bothering the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. We moved in together after about a year and a half, and what? he constantly... <laughs> I'm so, okay. They've been living together for about six months. Mm-hmm. He constantly reminds me of how much money he has, <laughs> and he is super cheap. <laughs> I work six days a week just to keep my little bit of life together, and he knows how much I struggle, yet I'm always the first to reach for my wallet when we go out or grocery shopping or for stuff for the home. Okay. This man wants to eat all organic and wants to buy locally made stuff, which is great if you can afford it, but I'm starting to lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I love him dearly and we both work hard, but he is so cheap with me when I'm not cheap with him at all because if he wants something, I believe he deserves the best and I want to give him that. What do I do with this cheap ass man? How do I talk to him about it? We live together and share everything, but when it comes to money, I always hesitate because one, it's not my money and two, we're not married. Therefore, I'm not entitled to anything. And three, I don't want to argue over money that I have no claim over whatsoever. I work really hard and struggle a lot, but he never offers to help me in any way. And it makes me mad because I know if it was the other way around, I would help him in any way I could. You want to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, there's, okay. Because I know I can, because I have done it in the past, and I was happy to help. How do I tell him that constant that him constantly talking about how much money he has is really off-putting and makes me feel like shit? Thanks. Love you guys. Would you say Trey Lease? Trey Lease. Trey Lease. I would say Darren, listen, because his name is Darren. Okay. Um, What is it that she asked if she could say? How do I let him know? Uh, that he, the way, the way he is constantly talking about how much money he has is off-putting and makes me feel like shit. Darren, the way that you're constantly talking about how much money you have is off-putting and it makes me feel like shit. That's a good one. I mean, I'm finished. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You got, Charlize got the game fucked up a few different ways here. First of yeah. all, if you with a man and still struggle a lot, why are you with Full a man? Full stop. You could have just said why. You could struggle. You need to watch the Tyler Perry classic production, I Can Do Bad All By Myself. Wow. <laughs> well, like, girl, if the nigga is not a source of support for you in one way or another, then why are you bothering expending all this energy into somebody who, like, is not doing shit for you? Like, to to not have money is one thing. To have it and then rub it in your face and then be That's stingy the with it is something else. That's the thing. And I don't know why you the first one reaching for y'all for your wallet when y'all go out or grocery shopping or whatever else. If he makes so much more money than you do, then he should be like, sis, you need to open your mouth here. You need to stop automatically reaching for shit. If you didn't want to spend $8 on a bar of soap, then be like, nigga, I am using that shit that I got down to the family dollar because it is reasonably priced. And if you want to buy your organic French soap or or whatever the fuck, then you're going to pay for that. I just... 
this whole, you know, we live together and we share everything, but I have no right. claim over his money. It's not my so money. That's true. That is his money. But if he wants to share a household with you, he's going to have to spend some of it. There's no reason you should be working six, seven days a week just to barely make ends meet because you picking up the tab for a nigga who's richer than you. Sistrin, you are doing this relationship all the way backwards. All the way backwards. He gets all of the benefits of living with you, whatever labor you do around the house. You probably cook and cut his toenails and all that bullshit. Plus, you putting in um what sounds like more than your fair share of the bills, especially considering he has so much more money than you do. Only way I am clipping anybody's fucking toenails. Mm-hmm. The net worth has got to be huge. Is if you are literally unable. <laughs> Like you are physically incapable of doing it for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Either through birth right. or through life. Something has happened and you can't and I care about you. Right. I will do it then. I don't Nigga, even understand why I would on need your to. Birthday. <laughs> You, you better come to the nail shop with me, nigga. We could both get pedicures. They do couple pedicures now. We could both go together. Date or because whatever you want. We could do this baby peel at the house together, nigga. They got nigga. scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You got me fucked. We sit there and feel good together, boo. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah. Um. Trailies, you should definitely, I agree. You need to like draw the line in the sand on this one. And dating somebody that's frugal as fuck is already annoying, especially if you live together and share bills right. and all of that shit. But I can imagine being annoyed by the fact that you dating a nigga and y'all got bills and shit and this nigga is cheap as fuck. But then at the same time, he's reminding you about how much money. Like I would have no issue verbally saying it's going to be one of two things. Right. <laughs> it's going to be one of these two things. Either you're going to be super, super duper cheap and keep that shit to yourself, your money and all that stuff to yourself. Or if you just have to talk about being, you know, Mr. Big Spender all of the time, you're going to pick up some of these fucking checks, some mm-hmm. of these bills, some of these receipts. Yep. All that shit is going to be handled for me. Once again, I don't even understand how, you know, the 2019 nigga is so comfortable being like the anti nigga from our, par- <laughs> our previous <laughs> generations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of niggas. Um, that many of us may call granddad, dad, uncle, whatever, were able or felt comfortable flexing their dick around right. the goddamn house all the time because they were paying the fucking bills. Right. That was the reason they could do it. That was it. If they said, shut up, bitch, and bring me the big piece of chicken, <laughs> they felt comfortable doing that shit because they were paying the goddamn bills. Every bill in the house, including the chicken bill. And reminded you about it constantly right. how the fuck you reminding the person that you're with all, all the time about how much money you got all the time and you don't know but we actually... at whole foods and i'm paying for these fucking uh-uh. locally sourced cucumbers or whatever yeah. that i don't even fucking want i'm more than willing to go down to to c-town or, or food barn <laughs> yeah. or what are these Key motherfuckers and sure pick will. up one of those pesticide covered cucumbers sure like i've grown up doing that's right you the fuck one one i don't have to go to whole foods i can extra- go to food special fucking harvest moon stardew valley ass cucumbers i don't give a fuck about that shit so if you want it you need to pull out your fucking this just needs to be a conversation organic and non-organic fruits and vegetables taste exactly the same to me so if you gonna be spending all this money my nigga so I understand, you know, pesticides and all that shit, but sometimes you ain't got $9 a pound versus a dollar and 38 cents a pound. So fuck you. I grew up on Publix chicken. <laughs> I'm, I'm just okay. Saying. We never, well, 
We probably actually did eat a lot of organic things because people in Oklahoma grow a lot of their own food. But that's not the point. <laughs> By the time that I got to like my like young adult years, 11, 12 and stuff like that, we definitely saw a change in the food that was coming into the house. Because yeah. my mom got super, super, super sensitive about what we were eating and stuff because... I think when I was around that age, my father was like diagnosed for having like really high cholesterol or blood pressure oh, or one Lord. of those things. Yeah. My mother was like, one thing I'm not going to do is lose my husband. Second thing I'm not going to do is raise these kids by myself. So A queen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody's tight. No sugar added girls. <laughs> We're eating oh. nothing but fish. Say goodbye to red meat. See, my house has always been, it was always like that. So we yeah. never had a moment where my mama was like, whatever manner of garbage y'all want can come through them doors. No. We had an era. The my most mama. unhealthy thing we ever had in house was Kool-Aid. <laughs> See, well, I told the story of how I ruined Kool-Aid. You did ruin Kool-Aid. You did do that. <laughs> so the lack of Kool-Aid was my fault. <laughs> I didn't even do it now. Oh, so yeah, Charlie. I want to like this. <laughs> I'm sure, like I'm. I know that not having Kool Aid fucked the whole house. It did. <laughs> if I was your Myself sibling, I would included. still be mad. At you. I would still bring it up to this day. To this day, nigga, remember the time mommy said no more Kool Aid in the house because of your black ass? I would be so pissed. I just like am interested in. Ha- I'm like softening up to the idea of having children lately. Pray for me, anyone who cares. Wow. But like that kind of shit. Is the thing like the the story my mother told me about the Kool Aid is one of the things that would like drive you crazy and make your heart sing at the same time? Because <laughs> just picturing yep. little little you <laughs> little tiny Kool Aid footprints. <laughs> You'd be like, from, wow, that's my little hood rat. <laughs> that is my little hood rat right there. That is great. Like, who doesn't? You can't even be mad because you know you did some the oh, same stupid my shit. Goodness. Deval posted some video of the oh, kids I saw the it. other day. I don't even remember which video it was, but it was oh so God. one of the very many videos he posted of them perfect little kids. And I was like, oh my God, I think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant the pumpkin patch picture. Oh, yeah, no, I saw I that's a great example. At that <laughs> Three very young boys. Because Kadeem was looking like, take the fucking picture, get in the fucking car. Like she had had absolutely enough. And Deval was looking like, I told you. <laughs> I told you, driving an hour happen. to go out to a fucking pumpkin field so that you could have your Instagram moment. But the kids not- are still literally perfect. They so it's are. like, what do you they not are. do? Like, so I get it. Because you had to harness them three kids. And then people in the comments were talking about how, you know, when they were kids, their parents tried to plan a fun day for them and they fucked it up. But just Who, being all kids. of us have. It's like, damn, it's too relatable. It just seems like a part of just having them. Yep. These kids are going to fuck it up. Have you seen Princess Kavia James? <laughs> And her and mama. And her mama in their matching costumes. And their costumes. matching Halloween costumes. First of all, Angelica Ross had already blown me over with her clothes costume. Oh, it was costume. so good. It was so good. Because it was perfect. And then Gabrielle comes, and she also is a clover again for right. Halloween. The babies. And, and you, like, I've already talked about how Kavya is literally, like, top she's human. Everything. Like, she's, she's everything. Top three favorite that people face. for me. She's just <laughs> so great. I'm happy she's here. But the fact that Gabrielle literally still looks like it's the year 2000. Yeah. yeah. I'm what like, the fuck? Bitch, 20 years have passed and yet not to you? How do you still look like this? And Missy did the same thing. Yes, with her super duper fly cover. With the super cover. duper fly cover. I was like, but uh, 
Here's black we- f- refusing to crack. <laughs> Oh God! I really wow. I actually stand being a black woman because how do y'all look exactly the way you used to look? It okay, all right. So anyway, anyway, I don't even remember what the letter was about. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, good luck to you, sis. You need to have a lot of hard conversations with him, and uh, probably you gonna end up leaving this motherfucker. And it sounds like that's for the best because no, you this know whole what? Attitude is a no. At least it's still relatively early, early, early as far as relationships go, and one of the benefits of um living together or spending enough time together in you know a shared space like that is you get to learn these types of things it's true which is i'm all for spending copious amounts of time together at one person's house or the other person's house for an extended period of time before anybody moves in with anybody yeah you know but now you know and i think that you need to have a conversation with him about it because yeah. it shouldn't be he's being an asshole, to put it very lightly. And I was going to say unreasonable. So that's, they, I mean, for lightness. Yeah. But yeah, he's being an asshole. He's he being is. completely unreasonable. And it doesn't make any sense that you're sharing his place with a woman that, you know, we were assuming you think you're going to be with forever. Right. And you flexing about how much money you got. But at the same time, you want Whole Foods and you don't want to pay for it. Watching anything. my partner struggle knowing that I got it is just signs that I don't actually want this person as a partner like long term especially from her like point of view because i understand like i also remember being that foolish being the one to be like because i will absolutely do it for him just because you know it's on my heart and i just love him and And that's the type of bitch i am and i'm a down ass bitch at the end of the day like that's the type of bitch i am you know what i'm saying if you and me it's so and you hoes is just mad because you don't know how to love your man right see i know how to keep a man that's why your ass is single and bitter and lonely now Bitch. Next thing you know, you're on a breakfast club like Fantasia. But sis, you were also bitter and lonely and in a whole ass relationship. I I am at home by myself. Me and my nigga eating these cinnamon toast Having crunch. Having a great time. <laughs> that we went Dutch. Listen, the phone rings when I wanted to. I be in there with them that wine and them fucking video games, nigga. We just left the salad bar at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I'm not worried about it. So Not a motherfucking thing. I'll All never right. forgive my auntie for eating that fucking salad. <laughs> you will never get over it. And it's like, really? Did you want that salad? It's I can so taste bad. the salad now. <laughs> okay. It's been years. Right. Like, wow. If you've never experienced a Ruby Tuesday salad bar, impeccable. Yeah. Especially when you are poor in college. As it sounds like a can't miss experience. I'll tell you what. You don't tell me that you <laughs> don't have no fucking money. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> barely getting Let by. It go. Barely getting by. Every meal is a blessing. And then somebody, like, I didn't even get to touch it. It was so perfectly made and just, I had all of the ingredients in the right spot. And then next thing you know, the whole salad, the whole salad gone. Okay. Send your questions to estherita at gmail.com. We will be right back. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. 
Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, and we know that. But in this series, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR noir, if you will. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country that we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. So tune in now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. We're back and it is time for the read. It is. So I have a couple of things to discuss. I'm going to try and do it as quickly as possible. Okay. Because I still have work to do when I get home. Uh, yeah, I have to get in the bed. <laughs> um, so uh, first things first, I saw this uh, clip of an interview that tanked it on, I believe, Angela Yee's podcast, oh, Lip man. Service. And so they were talking about niggas lying. And it seemed to be on the topic of, like, how many times can a nigga lie before he's acknowledged as a liar or something like that? a lot to cover. And so the question was asked um, to Tank if a nigga said that he, like, sucked dick twice or something like that, but he's not gay, does that make him a liar? Something to that effect. To which Tank responded, like, not really twice as excessive, but, you know, if... He does it and then decides, I'm not sure, and does it again and decides he doesn't like it, then why is he gay if he doesn't like it, essentially? You know, like a common sense statement? Yeah. But, Lord, of niggas. course, from what I saw, this had to lead to a whole bunch of dramatics of and questioning tank sexuality and things of that nature and all this other shit. So, I'm not even here to talk about tank specifically or the question of how many dicks does one suck before gay. <laughs> I'm just annoyed by the constant narrative surrounding men and the discussion of sexuality. Mm. Like, niggas are not permitted to even talk about sex, sexuality right. with a free thought process without being accused of being gay or whatever. Like, it's like when you're a straight man, especially a straight man of color, you have to follow a script when it comes to talking about gay shit, sexual shit, or whatever, in order to avoid the gay barbs. Oh, I meant, like... <laughs> no, we know. But, oh, what a... Barbs. What a great... What a great slip of the tongue. I loved it. Anyway, I just find it incredibly annoying that niggas can't have it. Like, they can't talk about it. But first of all, when I first heard about this, I thought that Tang just out of nowhere was like, you know, I sucked a dick. <laughs> like, and I was like, wow, the day has finally come. <laughs> like, my dreams waiting. are fulfilled. Right? <laughs> but he didn't bring, they asked him this shit. On something that was completely not even related to sex before. I know that Lip right. Service is like a podcast about sex and stuff. But... They asked him the question and he answered it. And I think that he gave a a respectable, like politically correct, if anything, answer because what you're doing is you're separating sexual acts from sexual identity, which is just, it's just a thing. You know, there are Mm -hmm. so many of y'all. Okay. First of all, I'll say so many women 
who have wasted a billion of you gay girls damn time. Lots of you out here. You know what I'm saying? Linked to a stud just because he looks like your favorite rapper. The bitch look like Chris Brown or somebody. And you're just like, why not? Because women in this country especially are given loads of room to play around with their sexuality. A couple of y'all have eaten an Amazon box or two in your 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 era. And you're like, you know what? Hmm. <laughs> like that white kombucha girl. Like... No, I will never get tired of that mm. gift. <laughs> and you, you know, you land on the realization that it's not for you. Right. And nobody's like, oh, girl, you gay. If anything, it's more uh, gay girl saying, you know, that bitch is straight, right? right. <laughs> the opposite. And told you that bitch was straight from the very fucking beginning. I just don't understand. There have been so many gay men who have slept with women in their life and been right. like, uh, not for me. No, thanks. There have been so many gay and queer women who've slept with men or whatever and been like, eh, nah, really, really, really could never do that again. There have yeah. been, and like I said, there have been straight women who have fucked around with women before and been like, uh, not really my thing. Why is it only men that it's like, yeah. nah, girl? Mm-mm. If you tried it even once, then that's if it. If you even, not to mention, it's plenty of you straight niggas, and I know some of y'all, that have found yourselves in positions where you were either not even doing something gay yourself, but you were just in the proximity of something that would mm. be considered gay that you would never even talk about openly because you know that somebody would call you gay for Damn. it. I know niggas who have been at, been to the gay club just because... They're friends with a gay nigga or their girlfriend or somebody they're dating is friends with a gay nigga. And that's where you end up. And you didn't even have a problem. Many of y'all probably had a great ass time, but you would never tell nobody you were there because then they would think that you You were were gay gay as well. Many of you niggas like your rim tickled. You like a little tongue on your hole from a woman. Why? Because it feels good. Not because I'm gay, but because I have a booty hole like everybody else who has a booty hole. And it's just made up that that's how the fuck it feels. Thankfully, there have been a couple of niggas like I think 50 Cent and and Joel Santana. A couple of niggas who have been like, so listen. What me and my lady do in the privacy of our, you know, boudoir is our own business. But I'm not afraid to say. Yeah, I like all of that. I like, you know, a little bit of salad and maybe a little tossing and maybe a little dressing on my salad. I like all that, all that. Give me all that. But many of y'all don't even want to have discussions or disclosure about your own sexual kinks that you're doing with the opposite sex as men because you're afraid of what people think like when are we gonna just get over the bullshit because you like a lot of y'all don't even realize how fucking stupid you sound and a good percentage of the time the gay people are the ones who are looking at these quote-unquote straight people and it's again because i don't know tanks i'm not gonna assume but this didn't make me think that he was gay no i think he kept saying like i am straight and you sound like a dumbass so but it's usually us that recognize these people as whatever it is that they say that they identify and it's y'all that be calling each other gay and throwing daggers and shit at each other all the fucking time that's true and then it was like oh well Tank I saw something about him performing at Pride and it's like why the fuck wouldn't Tank so many artists take Pride money do you know Pride checks cash just like everybody else's? I'm sorry. I'm what? <laughs> Y'all so fucking stupid. Pride cuts the check. I've said this on the <laughs> show before. Do. When many of y'all bitches turn your backs on some of these girls, they know they could come to Pride. LA, right. Houston, Dallas, Chicago, Miami, DC, New York. They can go to many yeah. of the places, Detroit, and, and somebody will have a bag for them. Keep I'm talking. Many of you. <laughs> 
Many of you, the, like a lot of the girls who have not had like a song on the radio in, in forever, have not had an album out forever yep. and things like that, but just have had classic hits or who still have the a following from the gays. Right. You have a stage at somebody's That's motherfucking right. pride. Yes, Kelly Price, you're invited. You sure Sure, Brownstone, have your reunion Come here. It down. Who, yes, we would love to see Montel Jordan, whoever. Any nigga you know, who like, still got abs. Come take your shirt off. And some of the people who are doing just fine, Brandy stays at a fucking pride. Right. Jennifer uh, Hudson stays at a fucking pride. <laughs> I feel like the other one does too, but yes. Yes, Jennifer Lopez also <laughs> might appear at a, a pride function. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the girls, but they pay. Right. And not only that, you're probably going to have a good time and yeah. you're likely going to have a, a, an enthusiastic crowd. That's right. Tank still does uh, crunches, I'm sure. Yeah. Tank still can sing. And so gay why... listen to sex songs too, believe it or not. Y'all are so weird. Who the fuck am I as a nigga with bills to say no to anybody who still want to hear me come and sing and be kind to me because of what the fuck you niggas. None of you Boulevard Street niggas are about to pay none of my bills on the first. So why should I for Mm -mm. you? Right. No. So that's one because I'm okay. And you're right. Straight people are the ones doing that because we have seen enough people come in and give head two, three times and then dip right on back out to be worried or pressed every time a new one of y'all pops up it's straight people who act like oh no you've done this thing once or twice and so therefore you are whatever like right but worse than that even to me is the fact that here we have a specific situation where a nigga was asked a question and answered it in a manner that I would deem respectfully. Yeah. Wasn't talking about anything he has done. It wasn't Not stupid. talking about anything he wanted to do. Literally just gave a common sense, not dumb answer and then has to deal with people calling him gay. And that's yeah. famous people, not famous people, whatever. Like, first of all, mind your own fucking business and whatever is going on in your bed or there. car or or uh, airplane lavatory or wherever it is that you yes. get your, root, your kicks on Route 66. But bitch... At some point, we have to like let go of the fear of homosexuality and and this like equating it to weakness so badly yeah. that we deem every little and it's the thing that really irks me about it is that it's not even exclusive to sexuality. It's really like anything that makes a black man seem weak to other niggas many of whom ain't even shit anyway so why the fuck do you even care what they think about you but anything that makes them seem weak to them is off limits and that's anything like again the mere discussion of gay shit right that has to do with crying even though you're a human being and sometimes that is something we do that's just what happens when we are overcome with emotion negative or Or positive pain or pain pain. causes a, a physical reaction like it that is how your body where you are made of human dumbass oh I'm sorry loving and respecting the person that you're with especially a fucking woman <laughs> openly that is seen as weakness Foreign you better disrespect these bitches these niggas because that's what makes you strong <laughs> and they're so yeah. I could like the list could go on and on and on and you're on right. and on of how men don't even realize a lot of heterosexual men especially don't even realize how often they fall for the okie doke over the opinion of some fuck niggas that ain't paying your bills ain't sleeping with you and ain't doing anything to better you any motherfucking way right I just read some shit talk that Brandon T. Jackson talking about wearing a, a dress in Big Mama's House 3 or whatever fucking movie that was that he was in ruined his career or not the fact that you 
didn't have great roles. Your acting wasn't very exemplary, and you just haven't had a role in a long time. Too that's many worth niggas have about. made money off of putting on a dress for me to believe that that killed your Tyler Berry's killing it. Martin, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence about to be in another blockbuster. <laughs> a whole with bunch Will of Smith. Instagram comedians portray women like this is actually a, a great way to make money. So, going on a stand up tour again. Yeah, if your career ended, I'm gonna have to say it wasn't the dressing up like a woman that did it because mm, a lot of niggas have made themselves very rich so that can't be it <laughs> figure it out the thing I wanted to discuss is um, somehow I was accosted with a clip of Kanye West aka uh, Tamla man if you don't we could just not and um, I think he was on Big Boy's show or some shit he's got this new thing out that he's doing this gospel album if it's supposed Mm-mm. to be, I won't be gospel on that. or whatever and I saw this clip I think it was on Baller Alert of him where he says that we're cultureless as black people and we're signed to the culture vultures he said he then named like maybe four things um, as an example to kind of back that up and he said like I'm not, I don't think I'm going to remember all four of them but he said being on social media is cultural. Pushing a foreign is cultural. Um, high fashion is cultural and something else that is also not cultural. What? Like He named all of these things and said they're, they're cultural, but we don't own them. So we don't like own a culture or whatever. Being on Instagram is a black thing? Is that what he's trying to say? He said being on social media is cultural. And black cultural? You he know just what? Said Never mind. Cultural and You're that right. we don't own my bad. Them. Okay. Pushing a foreign high fashion, being on social media and something else. Oh, Kanye. That is not exclusive to black people. That is was not started in any one culture and whatever. But on that one specific thing, I will just quickly say that it sounds like what he was trying to get to is the fact that a lot of the people that have capitalized off of things that we make popular are not black or 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 are not our people. Okay. I would not say that it does not mean that we don't own a culture or that we are cultureless. Right. If anything, things that are a part of our culture have been monetized yes. by other people. <laughs> like, but how are you not getting what? that? But anyway, again, and like I've I joke and things like that and we've danced around this Jesus is King thing because I just think the whole thing is absurd. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I'm going to make my jokes, but I still recognize that Kanye has a lot of of shit going on in his head, heart, and many other places probably. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is that he needs to do for himself, good, you know, go ahead for it, girl, because I've been stopped paying attention or giving a fuck. However, what upsets me or annoys me about this situation is that he is put in positions like this where he can say dumb stuff like this right. about us. And he's in those positions with us and he's not challenged on them. How the fuck you gonna have Kanye sit in front of your face and say that we're cultureless and not say, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? They just fired Van Lathan's black ass from TMZ for putting his hands on a white man ever so calmly from what I saw anyway. Mm. And Van Lathan was the last person, if one of the few people I ever saw in Kanye's face directly say, yeah. nigga, excuse me. Right. I don't understand. So now, <sighs> because this nigga is mixing the fucking Clark sisters with... 
the beats. <laughs> no. Stop it with your ghetto remixes, please. Mixes and Clark Scissors with You Know What's Up. I just don't. <laughs> you under, know it's like. What I need. <laughs> like, now we're just going to let Kanye say whatever because he's a genius. I don't. It reminds me also, funny enough, to the president and a lot of his homies. What an incredible segue. <laughs> Who are always in positions to say fuckery. Like the fact that the fuckery, the the fact that what he said is fuckery becomes the headline. Yet he says it in front of people and they're like, okay. And I, (laughs) (laughs) and I thought, you know, for many of them, I understand the complications maybe of challenging the president to some people, as well as some people who probably want him to just dig his own grave and sound stupid and then report about right. it. Fine. But that's what this reminds me of. But separately, like, you see this nigga trying to make his way. He's hired all of these incredibly talented singers who are probably doing this shit because it's an exciting and right. amazing opportunity. So I don't fault none of them niggas for that shit. But he's using their talent right. and love for singing and gospel music and God to like make his way back into these these rooms where he can again say that we ain't shit and we're a slave to white people anyway so why can't he say you say whatever yeah. the fuck he wants to essentially and I don't understand why people who have had platforms and who have influence of whatever kind are sitting in front of him and allowing him to say right. that shit and acting like he's fucking mm-hmm. Marvin Sapp like girl what are y'all <laughs> Fuck out of here, Kanye. Last but not least, this is mostly just a little tiny pet peeve. I don't understand why movie trailers play like a 10 to 15 second mini introduction to the trailer in their trailers these days. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you know what I'm talking about. But if you've noticed, like a lot of trailers for movies these days, if you watch them on YouTube or anywhere else, Mm -hmm. there's like this very short segment at the beginning of trailers now where it shows you a flash of a bunch of images from the trailer that you're about to watch anyway and it's like warner brothers presents such and such movie trailer out now and then the trailer plays i'm like why the fuck did i need it's to watch a trailer that for the trailer wow no that's not necessary i know that some of y'all know what i'm talking about and have seen because i saw it today on i don't remember was it the new grudge or i don't know some trailer did it today that I saw and I was like once again I don't know why I need a five second lead up to the trailer featuring footage from the trailer that I'm about to watch right it was almost like when you would watch TV when like a music video like the premiere of the new Destiny's Child video or something was about to come out and TRL was going to commercial break or 106 Park and they would show you five seconds of the video yeah. being like coming up next it's gonna be lose my breath or whatever um, and then they, stop but it. Right. It's literally right before the trailer starts and then they play trailer. I don't understand why. And maybe one of y'all have an answer for that, but it annoys me and I just wanted to mention it. I'm finished. You know, I bet it's effective in some kind of way. There I has to imagine. be a reason for right. it. There's something just, behind it that I don't get. But yeah, that's weird. That's it for me. Okay. Well, I'm going to make this super quick. So at game five of the World Series, which is <laughs> not a game that I watch, uh, baseball in general, I don't like. And yet a game I love, <laughs> even though I didn't see it. It is so boring to me. Like, how are the games that long and the score be like nine to seven? I can't. Say the same thing about football. No, the fuck you can't. What? Niggas be whooping each other asses. Okay, every now and then. Football is a very low score. If it's a no, only if you have like two incredible defenses are you going to have a very low scoring game. I'm talking about football, not soccer. Nigger, I don't like 
Okay. I don't <laughs> like soccer neither. And you knew good and goddamn well. You make me sick. <laughs> anyway. Oh, you make me sick. So uh, Donald Trump took his ass to game five of the World Series on um, Sunday and was promptly booed, <laughs> which I feel like. DC really not fucking with that nigga. Like the energy in DC has been different since he was in the White House. And they I chanted lock him lot. up. <laughs> it made me feel really good. Like knowing that he had to sit there and he had just staged this whole this the killing of the ISIS man and trying to make it seem like it was all this, you know, like way bigger deal. And, you know, bin Laden was one thing, but mine is way bigger than bin Laden, like just anything that I'll do Obama. And so just really probably surrounding himself with nobody who is going to tell him what a fucking dumbass he looks like. He goes to this game. He gets embarrassed. But no need because the very next day, scores of white people came pouring out of the fucking woodwork mm-hmm. to tell the rest of us about how we were wrong for booing Donald yep. Trump or chanting lock him up and we, uh, the office of the, of the presidency deserves better than that. And so a lot of people, a lot of people said this dumb shit. Yeah, I saw it. I'm going to call out a Democrat in particular. His name is Christopher Coons. He's a senator. His name is Coons. He is not black. <laughs> that would be too much. <laughs> that would be God. too much. No, I mean, I saw his picture, so I knew he wasn't. Right. But yeah. So anyway, he's a Democrat. He represents uh, Delaware. And he said, well, forgive me. I'm enough of, of a sort of traditionalist about our institutions that even at a time when there's a lot that our president does that I find disturbing, offensive, unconventional, I have a hard time with the idea of a crowd on globally televised sporting event chanting, lock him up about our president. <sighs> I frankly think the office of the president deserves respect, even when the actions of our president president don't are you senator coons my dear sweet bitch (laughs) you said all that and yet you didn't hear i think the office of the president deserves respect even when the actions of the president don't and didn't think maybe the first person who should be respecting the office is the bitch who holds the office what a fucking idiot this man pisses all over y'all's idea of democracy and rule of law and how things are supposed to be done and proper actions and what is legal to do like all the time every fucking day all day all the things he has said all the shit donald trump has said and this is what and i can't say boo and lock him wagging your finger at the rest of us first of all only I wasn't even remotely embarrassed by this. I'm embarrassed by Donald Trump. So anytime Americans actually take the time to let him know to his face that we're not fucking with him, I feel nothing but pride. Hell no, I was not ashamed of this. I wish I was there. Especially knowing how much he hates it like being yes. in those kinds of situations and having to do he can't deal with people hating him online right. so being in a situation like that especially america's pastime or whatever baseball is right. where he's being and just passionately booed right i just know that that made the hair on his lumpy old white ass fall off and that in itself is a delight Right. I mean, and he did try to fix it with like, I understand why people feel that way. And that's why the Senate needs to do their job on impeachment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But in between the beginning and the end, which is honestly where you should have started and began, you should have just went with, you know what? I understand why people feel this way. And that's why those of us in the fucking government and do our job and impeach this bitch. That's where you should have left it. You could have kept out all of this. Well, I'm so disappointed. And this reminds me of countries where the rule 
rule of law is unknown or established. Hello, the United States of America is acting like they don't know what the fuck the rule of law is. White people, it is a privilege to go around acting like that fucking matters. What does rule of law matter when your people are constantly subject to the fuckery of this administration? What does rule of law matter when this man is separating children from their parents and putting their asses in cages? He act like they threw tomatoes and cabbages at his ass <laughs> like Cersei Lannister. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that should have happened as well. Oh my God, can you imagine if they would have chanted shame instead? <laughs> if they let, if they walked Trump through the square... Oh, bitch. Nigga, can we, can we make the next chant shame? I'm renting a 6'8 person and I'm getting on their shoulders so that I can have <laughs> the perfect view and the access to pelt that nigga in the head. I'm going to call Trey Lisa up to get me some Whole Foods cabbage. <laughs> Trey Lisa, girl, charge it to your man Amazon Prime, bitch. We getting everything, bitch. Let's go. Down with the empire. <laughs> Maybe. Well, first of all, I don't really give one fuck about respecting the office of the presidency. And no, that one black president is not enough to change my mind about that. The United States, historically, the office of the president has not really given a fuck about me or my people. Not really. So don't ask me to give a fuck about respecting the office, but especially when y'all got the most disrespectful motherfucker of all time currently up in that bitch and not doing shit about it. Like, are you crazy? Kiss my whole black ass. You, there's nothing to respect. I mean, it was liberal white people coming out and being like, "This, we're above this, you guys. When when they go low, we go high. For booing this just... man at a basketball game. Other sport, but yes. Oh yeah, it was baseball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but still, point remains. Donald Trump deserves to be booed everywhere he goes. Any old where. Maybe if he was publicly shamed more, he would do less stupid shit. I doubt it. But I mean, I doubt it as there. well, but we might as well. You know, other countries are leading whole ass riots. People are in the streets for days and days on end fighting for equality and shit. And we just sitting back letting this motherfucker chill in office. Like, like for real, for real. And then it's coming from people who like... It's your job to do something about this nigga. Like, I'm not elected to shit. <laughs> I'm not elected to shit. So while instead of wagging your finger at the rest of us and acting like it's something wrong with us for rightly calling out this selfish, stupid, terrible, sadistic, evil motherfucker, why don't you focus on his trifling ass and the fact that he don't show no damn respect to the White House that you love so goddamn much and leave the rest of us paying our taxes and just trying to survive the fuck out of it. You can get booed too, bitch. Boo! You lucky you're not my senator. Boo! Shit. Fuck out of here with all that, you stupid bitch. And that wraps up this week's episode. Of Boo! <laughs> In summation, fuck you, Katie. <laughs> we was so drunk. Um, anyway, um, yeah, check out our show at thisistheread.com. We're on social media at thisistheread. Yes. Um tomorrow if you're listening to this on tuesday is trilloween seven i believe so if you haven't got tickets already you can go to trilloween.com it's t-r-i-l-l-o-ween.com <laughs> <laughs> get tickets and come on out i think <laughs> I got two outfits. I mean, costume. <sighs> okay. Possibilities. Okay. Um, both of them are nerdy, but 
Um, one of them is missing a critical piece, which isn't supposed to get here until tomorrow. So oh, so fingers crossed. In the air. But if not, I've got something else. I can't wait to see all of your costumes and things like that. So if you don't have Halloween plans or you want some more, it's going to be plenty of liquor and niggas and good vibes and music and things like that. So trillion.com if you don't have tickets already. Also, um, make sure that you check out our television program. Three. <laughs> program. On Fuse. This and every Friday at 11 p.m. Where we do this same shit in a shorter mm-hmm. half hour television yet format. more colorful. <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> format. Um, yeah. So lots more to come from that. If you haven't checked it out, you can go ahead and check that out on Fuse as well as the Fuse app and um, Amazon Prime iTunes and those places. Yeah. Um, Thank you to Yemen MA for coming through. We, we I, special thanks for you. Huh? I'm so excited about uh, next week's guest or this mm. week's guest. But yeah, that was uh, a really fun interview. She was actually really, a, really fun. Very, very easy to interview and talk to. And she yeah. had a great energy. So even though I had been warned, they were like, she's shy. She don't like to talk a lot. Like yeah. she's kind of quiet. She won't open up. That she was a like, tiny bit soft spoken in like certain moments. For but, the first like three minutes. And yeah. then she was like... <laughs> Let's have shots. I mean, we're definitely non-threatening, no shit ass, right? Negroes. She probably wherever, doesn't so. get to do interviews with two queer black people very often, so it's like that's probably true. You know, why not just let that your hair also down a little bit? Like black people, <laughs> right? Black people who like other black people is <laughs> rare no, in the industry sometimes. But anyway, so excited for y'all to see what we have coming up next week, and um. I think that's it. Do we have any other... Do we have to announce that the thing in LA this weekend? I haven't been told that and oh, okay. I don't have well, concrete get, information okay, on well, it. So mind. I'm not going to say anything. We're not doing that. But we may have more to discuss yes. for this so weekend. So follow us on social media to get updates that Alex will post. Yes. <laughs> because we won't. And then so. DM my text messages telling me to post it Can you please... Not just on your stories. Can you post it? Really post know. it. <laughs> you no girl well (laughs) anyway yes that wraps up this week's episode of the read thanks for tuning in and we'll see y'all next week goodbye